0: Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 So we have got a deadline, fast approaching in the
3: world of sports. It could have a major impact on the upcoming NFL season. We'll explain who and what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and we do it every single week at this time from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And now to a man who treated his backup quarterbacks like absolute crap, Brady Quinn, my man. How are we uh, doing? you
2: say quarterback or quarterback? Yeah, I'm, I'm not
3: sure which. It sounded like there's a 40 and slip. Well, there. quarter, half, whatever.
2: Let's get Bobo to win on this. Bobo. Was it quarterback or quarter black? Which, he said which is quarter black.
3: Ex- oh, okay. Well, <laughs> That's what it sounded like. I, mean, I don't know if you're referencing Bobo or what was going on there. That's but... right. It'll be deleted from the podcast. No, uh, no, and first of all, if it was Bobo, it would have been a quarter Filipino. All yeah, right? so let's, exactly. Let's get it correct exactly. here, please. Um, what's happening, babe? How are we doing? I, I, I'm doing fantastic, man. I, I got to tell you, uh,
2: opening up the show like that, it already gives me a good sense of where today's show or where tonight's show is going to
3: go. Which is where? Just right in the gutter. Oh, I mean, just 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 race <laughs> commentary the entire three hours. That's where we're going with this. <laughs> um, Apparently. So yeah. uh, so we've got ourselves a deadline fast approaching, babe. We got we got a deadline fast approaching in the NFL. It is franchise tag deadline day on Monday. Who's getting signed? Who's signing a franchise tag? How's this going to shape out? Best yeah,
2: it's guess. Kind of an ultimatum, right? Like th- this is kind of like a relationship between two people and someone gives them an ultimatum. Now, the difference in this ultimatum is you've still got a year where you've got to be around them, right, before they could potentially go their separate ways. <laughs> okay. So there's some awkwardness to this, right? Um, but in the, there's three cases that I think um, will have three different results by 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. That is the deadline, okay? So July 16th, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific for those – who can't do math. Um, that 10 is o'clock the- in
3: Hawaii, by the way. Got you.
2: <laughs> I got you. By the way, I noticed you got some uh, You get some Kona some Kona Brewing Co. shirts. <laughs> wearing it, some-
3: wearing it right now. Ryan Dennis, a producer wow. here at Fox Sports Radio, was in Hawaii on his honeymoon. And you know what you think on the honeymoon. All you're thinking about is how long can we stay in bed? Uh-uh. You know what he did? <laughs> he said, let's go to the Kona brew house and let's get this guy a medium shirt. And it had to be medium. Basically painted on basically painted in fact I think the guy who painted the uh, the crummy LeBron mural mural yeah, that got yeah. erased and, and defaced and all that stuff I think he painted that shirt on my torso right now it fits like a glove it's wonderful yeah, if you don't if you don't take a picture
2: and tweet it out it never happens so I'm just I'm throwing that out there
3: well I, I would I would take a full picture unfortunately I forgot I was so in love with the shirt I forgot to put anything else on so I'm porky pigging it <laughs> as you would say here live at Fox Sports radio. Uh, I think we've we? digressed a, yes.
2: quite a bit away from the subject. But, uh, so
3: tomorrow, and
0: 4 Foulos
2: p.m. Dynamics. Eastern, that is the deadline uh, for those players who are designated with a franchise tag. Could be exclusive, could be non-exclusive. Either way, doesn't matter. They've got to get a long-term deal done by tomorrow. Otherwise, those players then can only play for the rest of the season under a one-year guaranteed deal. Okay, So not that bad of a deal when you think about the franchise tag, ultimately for a lot of people out there who are saying, Le'Veon Bell's going to get $14.5 million to play running back in the NFL. I don't feel bad for him. If he gets injured, uh, he's going to be covered. It's, It's fully guaranteed. Ziggy Ansah, Demarcus Lawrence, two defensive ends who have proven themselves to be good players, also under the franchise tag for the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys, respectively. The difference is this. Let's start off with Le'Veon Bell. I think if Le'Veon Bell was smart, okay, in my opinion, he would get a long term deal done. Here's why. If he's watched the offseason, the past two years, for the free agent running back class, he cannot like what he's seeing. DeMarco Murray, 30 years old. Now, granted, Le'Veon Bell's younger, he'll be turning 27 this year. He just retired. I mean, this is a guy who led the league in rushing like three years ago. He just retired because he wasn't fielding the offers that he felt like were out there for him. Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, the likes of some of the better backs we've seen in quite some time. I mean, Jamal Jamal Charles' average per carry is comparable to Jim Brown. Yeah. Like, you're talking about one of the greatest of all time. I don't think anyone's going to sit there and and think about Adrian Peterson as not being one of the greatest running backs that we've seen in quite some time. So... When, when you look at what that free agent market looks like, it's not very bright. I mean, that $14.5 million that he's getting next year, or this year, this upcoming season, he's not going to find that for an average annual salary when he hits the free agent market, even as young as he he is.
3: Well, let me ask you this because I feel the Le'Veon Bell conversation is interesting because if I'm the Steelers, if it's gotten to this point, and I know everybody was optimistic. Mike Tomlin spoke earlier and was optimistic about it, but there are people that are saying, man, this is going to be tough to get done. They were supposedly close last year and didn't get it done. If I'm the Steelers, why wouldn't you just let this ride out and pay him on the franchise tag another year? You're getting him in the prime of his NFL career – if your offensive line is what it is and continuity at the offensive line position has been an issue in the NFL, it's the third year in a row they've, they've brought all five starters back on that offensive line. If you have one of the top units in the league, why would you invest X amount of dollars at that position when you think you could find somebody else who could be serviceable at that, at that position in the draft or, or in free agency or somewhere else? If I'm the Steelers, why would I want to, why would I want to sign this guy long term if it's that outrageous of a request?
2: It, it, his request is, is what is outrageous. Supposedly what he was offered before last training camp, which was somewhere in the ballpark of $12 million average annual salary, which I'm, I'm sure he would you know, sign for now depending on what the guarantees are. And that's going to be the holding point. So if you look at traditional contracts done with the Pittsburgh Steelers, let's take Antonio Brown, for example, um, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, right? Yeah. He, he didn't get any record-shattering guarantees in his deal. And that's just because that's how Pittsburgh does it. They, they don't want to tie up a bunch of guarantees in their contracts to their players. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how they do business. And that's where this is coming to a head because Le'Veon Bell wants more security, especially as a running back. And considering over the past two seasons, he's touched the football 756 times running and catching the football. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, 401 last year. It was by far and away, by far and away, the most touches of any running back in the NFL. So his argument is, he wants to be paid like a number one running back and a number two wide receiver. Yet the teams look at him saying, "Look, man, you're a depreciating asset. You know, you're that you what used to be a, a a new car that drove off the lot that's now depreciating in value, and we're gonna run you hard." Until you realize that and want to take a, a better deal. Because you know, they could franchise tag him for a third year in a row. That yeah. would, he would end up equating to about $17 million um, for, for a one year guaranteed deal again. But it'd be too much to, to strap up that much money in, in, a, in a running back, one particular player, too, when they could just go back to the draft, draft someone younger, be much cheaper, who's got less wear and tear. Uh, even if he's not quite as good as Le'Veon
4: Bell is.
3: Let me ask you. I'm going to throw a scenario at you. You tell me if this would happen. Because he's friends, former teammate with Kirk Cousins, right? He's even commented on Kirk Cousins getting the guaranteed contract. If Le'Veon Bell went to the Pittsburgh Steelers and said, all right, we don't want to do a long-term deal, how about two years, $30 million fully guaranteed? Would they sign up for that?
2: Would the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes. I don't think so because they typically again they don't put in a, a big amount of guarantees. I think the most that they would be willing to offer him and if they get a deal done, I think it'll be south of that 30 million fully guaranteed at signing. And and that's the ultimate key is how much is fully guaranteed at signing because if it's not, there's all sorts of different provisions that could keep him from making that money. So twenty four, twenty six, maybe even 28 is probably about the the top number that we're looking at him potentially getting from the Steelers. I'd be surprised if it was more than that. And then quickly, just to touch on the other two, so Ziggy Ansah, who's by far and away the best defensive player, well, probably next to Darius Slay on the on the Lions' defense, yeah. but twelve sacks last year. Uh, the problem is he's only been healthy two seasons out of like the six he's been in the, been in the league, and of those twelve sacks, nine were in three games. So he's very streaky. He's inconsistent. I would be surprised if they got a long-term deal done. Uh, I think he'll probably play through this year, and then they'll move on at that position most likely. And then the last one that's really interesting is Demarcus Lawrence. One, because he's a young player who I think is you know kind of coming into his own as you know that edge rusher that teams have to worry about for the Dallas Cowboys, but it's also his perspective. He doesn't look at this as as such a bad deal. He's actually said publicly that, he wants to snowball this thing, this this one-year franchise tag this year into a huge contract next year and basically say to the Cowboys, look, you saw what I can do. I'm one of the best pass rushers in the league now. Now you can franchise tag me again, but that's the starting point for our negotiations as far as my average annual salary. So he's looking at this more as an opportunity for him to play under that one-year guarantee deal and then big-time capitalize off it. After it, when they put him in that dilemma of being potentially a Kirk Cousins, Tremaine Johnson, uh, the cornerback who kind of you know, got, a, got a good deal from the New York Jets after being franchise tagged twice by the Rams, you know, he feels like he could potentially put himself in that position to really capitalize off of this year. So kind of interesting because you don't hear a lot of players look at the franchise tag as optimistic as Demarcus Lawrence is.
3: Man, I just now thought of this because I'm, I'm thinking about all the guests that we've had on this show and we've gotten all of them paid like like them appearing on the show and their big fat payday sort of lines up together. And I'm wondering if we're the, the common denominator here because he, we had Demarcus Lawrence on last year, correct? Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: I, I think he dropped a he couple did. four-letter words. Yeah, he did. He dropped
3: yeah. an F-bomb on the air. I don't know if he thought that that this was uh, just full go. What was uh, it a reference to? Show.
2: I, I think we asked I, him, like, who was up next week. I don't and know. And he said
3: he doesn't care. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, so Demarcus Lawrence is going to get paid regardless. He was a guest on this show wasn't Sammy Watkins also a guest on this show I'm almost positive he was yeah because yeah, yeah. we asked him hey man how and, much better and, and is... even
2: if even if he wasn't he he still was a guest on the show yeah
3: and, and and he got paid uh your your uh, brother-in-law Jack Johnson was uh was on this show right after he got paid and then uh, we also had Julian Edelman on and he got yep. popped for PEDs. so uh so there it is our string of good luck ends with uh with Jack Johnson but it was a fun ride there. So, Le- Le'Veon Bell, if you want to get paid, bro, just sh- appear on this show. All right? That's all you got to do. In fact, listen, we'll let you uh, bring uh, bring a little something with you into the studio, if you know what I mean. You want to walk the Green Wolf into the studio here and uh, and and take him for uh, a stroll around the studio? That's fine. Do what you got to do. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, coming up next here on FSR... It's uh, one of the more controversial topics in the NFL. It is it is a back-and-forth battle. We've got feuds, we've got outrage, and we've got the very late on, latest on it for you next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, there is a controversial story in the NFL. we got people feuding back and forth. A lot of legends uh, throwing haymakers on social media. We'll get to the very latest on that here coming up in uh, just a couple of moments. do want to let you know we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. granger has got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, all right, so Brady Quinn, gun to your head. All right, not literally, <laughs> not literally, Jeez, not literally, dude, figure of speech, gun to your head. Subject. All right. Does Le'Veon Bell get a long-term deal done? before the deadline tomorrow?
2: I think he does. Um, I think he does. Again, it goes back to the fact that he cannot like what he's seen from the free agent market of running backs the past two years. That's not going to get any better. And if you're looking – here's the one of the reasons why there's a huge gap. For the reasons I mentioned before, him saying I'm a, I'm a number one running back and I'm your number two wide receiver, which the Steelers are going to say – you know Juju Smith-Schuster is pretty good. Had a great rookie year. Like He's going to be our number two, man, moving forward. You're going to be our number three probably at best. Um, and and the, and the other piece of that is if you look at like the next closest contract, like for a, a really good running back, best contract out there, it's Devontae Freeman for the Atlanta Falcons. He's getting like $8.5 a, a year. And so there's this huge gap between what he's being paid this year for the fourteen point five million dollars, most you know players would would say to their agent, "Hey, man, they're willing to pay me fourteen point five million for this year. Why aren't they willing to pay me that for like the next two or three years?" And, and look, it's a logical question. But the problem for the Steelers is they see this big gap between Devontae Freeman, who's younger, who's been productive as a running back, and just signed a really good deal, and then what Le'Veon Bell is asking for because that fourteen point five million is the floor. And, and that's where it seems a little bit unreasonable. Um, but I think because of what he's seen the past couple of off seasons, I think he's going to take the deal that the uh, the Steelers provide him.
3: Well, let's, uh, let's transition from the Le'Veon Bell decision coming up on Monday to Terrell Owens' decision to not attend the Hall of Fame ceremony. Because now Terrell Owens is saying that the reason he is not attending the Hall of Fame ceremony is because he's trying to uh, – make things right, so to speak, or stick up for those who also had to wait their turn to get into the Hall of Fame. You buying that?
2: No, because the others that had to wait, who eventually got in, they went to the ceremony.
3: Yeah. So...
2: That doesn't make any sense. And
3: and I know that we had talked about this, and uh, no reason. I know you want to rehash stuff that we talked about. There's no reason to. Listen, man, we've got to have fresh content here. I know you're into that stuff. So, like, Um, last
2: night, like, at no point last night did you mention that maybe, maybe we just don't know who would actually give him a speech. Like that, who would actually introduce him in Canton when everyone else has someone who speaks for him? I mean, look, I, you, you, you I didn't can't introduce that. Last I mean, night?
3: I I can't comment on those those sorts oh, of God. hot takes in the middle of the night. I, I mean, look, we're we're out here trying to pump out great content here in the middle of the night uh, during during a show that everybody is hammered for. The least I can do is just try and fire Pumping up out some. Something. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so there's got to be something there. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he so he gives that out now now uh, Michael Irvin also. Uh, is siding with the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame made a decision earlier this week that they're not going to acknowledge him individually at the ceremony, which which is kind of funny. Uh, I don't think anybody's that upset by it because it'll speed up the process, um, and we don't have to watch a bunch of guys in their 40s and 50s sweat on the stage because it's so hot in Canton that time of year. Um, so Michael Irvin has chimed in on it. Chris Carter's chimed in on it and and had questions about he needs to be out there for – to, because he represents all the people that have coached him and brought him along the way, all these pe- Dick Vitale is is uh, commenting on Twitter, saying, "Oh, he's being childish." All of this stuff is happening. Like all these people are commenting. At what point do you just go, "Hey, listen, man, that's just what he- the guy's choosing to do. Who cares? He doesn't want to be there. He's not going to be there." How many times have you been to a wedding and, and looked around and said, "Wow, this sucks." Whose idea was this? <laughs> I, I this- just think this is like. This is who he is. Yes. This this is why I didn't get into the
2: first ballot probably because he rubs people the wrong way. He does things that upset people, um, whether it was in the locker room as a teammate, I guess, whether it was the media, how he's handled himself off the field, maybe within, you know, commercials, different marketing campaigns. It, like, at the end of the day, this is who he is. You know, you you voted him in. Like, don't be upset that he made this decision. It's unprecedented. Yes. No one's done this before. But this is also T.O. He's a pretty unique guy. He's a unique player. And I I don't know why we look at it and now can't accept the fact that this is the decision that he has made. Accept it. Accept him for who he is. I said this about Cam Newton after he got up from the podium and left after they got beat in the Super Bowl. I, I, I sat there and said it then. Like, this is who Cam Newton is. You can't love him because he's the MVP and and only love him for his dances and everything else. Because when he when he loses, he's typically a bad loser. That's how he is. Like you can't have it, you know, both ways. You have to love him in, in the good and the bad. And and you know, it, it's just it's ironic that for whatever reason with To, we, we failed to we like realize like this is why he probably didn't get in the first or second time. Uh, so who cares? He. Statistically speaking, the player he was, he should have got in the first time around. Yeah,
3: I agree. And and look, let's not let's not pretend like the voters in the Hall of Fame don't deserve a little bit of this, though. I mean, they've they've held grudges against players, they've uh, dangled their vote over guys' heads many times before in this whole voting process to many well, other they've, they've politicized. Of it. course. Like, That's what they've done, and they've got agendas. Like one guy didn't give him an interview, or one guy blew him off and threw their number two pencil down on the floor after they uh, in the locker room after a tough loss, and they held a grudge and said, "If I ever get my say, he's not getting a vote to go into the Hall of Fame the first time around." Like so, that has happened. So, if anything, this is just showcasing the pettiness of the Hall of Fame. Like yeah. there's there's a level of pettiness there, and it's it's like with any other sport in the baseball Hall of Fame, there are certain voters who will say, I didn't vote uh, Cal Ripken first ballot Hall of Fame. I didn't vote Tony Gwynn first ballot Hall of Fame because Ted Williams wasn't a first ballot Hall of Fame. What the hell is that? <laughs> like, is, Are they not deserving to go in the first time around? No, but there's a status. One, di- one guy didn't get in, and that's the measuring stick. No, the measuring stick is your career. Are you good enough to be a Hall of Famer? Period. So if anything, this just showcases it. By the way,
2: that is real. I mean, with... With reporters, with writers. Oh, yeah. Especially transitioning out from playing and then getting into the industry. You see how fickle people are and how easily a first impression or the way a player treats someone, regardless of how good they are. It doesn't matter if it's a coach or a player. You know, they will take any opportunity they can to then take digs, take shots at that individual when they don't treat them right. And it's petty it's. I mean, as much as they want to say, like, well, maybe the player or the coach should treat them better in the first place, that's not what they paid for. That's not their job. Like, Yes, you'd hope they'd be a decent human being, but at the end of the day, their job is to go out there and, and coach and do a good job and win football games or play and, and do a good job and win football games. It's not about trying to appease the media and, and the press and be the nicest guy in the world. I mean, it, we, we, don't, we don't give awards. We don't put people in the Hall of Fame for being a nice guy. Like last time I checked, it's all about talent, it's about stats, it's about what you accomplished. It doesn't matter if you're a nice guy or not. There's plenty of guys who are jerks who are a Hall of Fame, pe- you know, Hall of Fame players but are jerks as people. That happens all the time.
3: And now, uh, who holds a grudge against Brady Quinn? All right, who's got a grudge? All right, come on. I let's, typically let's I
2: typically had a pretty good relationship with most of the media members because for starters, I actually understood that they had a job to do. Mm-hmm. Like my whole my whole thing is this. I don't really care what they write. I don't have time to read what they write. I don't really look into it much because for the majority of them, they probably don't have the same perspective. So they can say all they want, but until they've ever lived in your shoes, it's it's hard then for them to fully understand what it entails to be a quarterback, a wide receiver, a head coach, whatever it is. So so to be honest, it, it is really tough to ever put a lot of stock in anyone's opinion
3: who hasn't been in their shoes before. Okay. So then when are you getting into the College Football Hall of Fame? Because what's the reasoning? The numbers are there. The stats are there. What's the problem? Why aren't I, we in? I, who, who's, what bridge I, did you burn in college football? Who was it? Was it Beano Cook? Have, was it Beano Cook? Did you piss him off? Come on. This, this is a terrible question, but is, is Beano Cook still alive? I don't think so. Okay. But it, I, I but, don't know. But he's a college football legend, so. so.
2: No, dude, I used to actually watch when I was in elementary school, I used to go play my football games. There was this Beano Cook like highlight film. I used to literally <laughs> every morning before my football games, wake up and watch that little like 45 minute highlight film just to get all jacked up for my game. I <laughs> swear to you. Like I know exactly what Beano Cook looks like because he opened this little highlight like videotape that I used to always watch as a kid growing up. And thinking to myself, like, I'm going to be one of these great players one day. I can't wait to play today. I, I was all juiced up and all excited after my Beano Cook highlight. Uh,
3: we've got to identify who the media member is that you pissed off during your time at Notre Dame as to why you are not currently in the College Football Hall of You know of what's fame.
2: funny is I don't even know if it was me so much as maybe it was just Charlie. It, it, it could have easily been our head coach at that point. Charlie Weiss. I, oh, man. he <laughs> uh When he first got to Notre Dame he definitely took exception with some people who didn't have favorable things to say about us. <laughs> I, I cannot begin to tell you how many people had called me or contacted me or spoke to me in person when they saw me like, man, did, did he have a vendetta just to kind of <laughs> prove everyone wrong and shut everyone up who was bad mouthing Notre Dame at that point in time. And, and then look, we, we made a pretty dramatic turnaround from where we were a year before. and yeah. We got pretty good, but he uh, yeah. I, I don't. He you know he he might have put himself in a position at times. I feel like to allow people then once things once things didn't go well to then take shots back at him. I'll put it that way.
3: Are you going to cry when you get into the College Football Hall of Fame? Oh jeez, I I,
2: I I you know what I, I I cry more about everything now that I've had two daughters. Like seriously, like I'll be watching a commercial. I'll be holding my my newest born daughter. like nine days old, and I'll I'll start to get all you know just overcome with emotion
3: and and i'm like why
2: yeah, why, why am i getting that? emotional right
3: now like what, what commercial are we talking about like the uh the sling box commercial where they ask if you're slingers and the guy opens his shirt a little bit and you see his chest hair like are we talk, <laughs> what are we talking about here what <laughs> no. commercial would get you emotional
2: i, the I don't know caveman like, what about the, the puppies that are abused and they're probably going to get like you know, it oh, if you it, don't end it, up like going and, and rescuing oh, them, listen, or donating. Ah, oh, listen, uh, trust me—that the little kids in third world countries who just for ten cents a day, if you just give them a little something, so they can have food, like all those commercials, man.
3: Jesus! <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> what does that have to do uh, with any of that? Wow, that is uh, just just disgusting behavior in the uh, production studio. Disgusting. Unbelievable. Um, man. All right, we uh, can't have a
2: civil conversation we can. here.
3: I thought we were really onto something there. Nope. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, um, we are going to talk everybody down. They are trying to really pump up the idea of a former superstar making a return. And Brady and I are going to talk you away from that because you sound ridiculous. That is coming up next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, pay your damn respects and open your damn ears right now for Steve DeSegar.
4: We've had quite a few good references already a half hour into the show. Little Beano Cook? Uh, that and this. This uh, bring to mind any particular oh, no, commercial? That... It's a Sarah McLaughlin.
3: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like, whose idea was it? Like, hey, uh, what would be a good background song for a bull mastiff who's got a tick the size of a BW bug in his eyelid?
0: <laughs> oh, let's go Sarah oh, McLaughlin. Oh. Like, what is that?
4: Man? And Yes, apparently Beano Cook has passed, which means
0: this quote will go yeah, with it. Ron him. Paulus will win the Heisman Trophy at least twice.
3: <laughs> At least I Love not Cook. <laughs> I feel, oh. By the way, I feel bad for Ron
2: like knowing Ron. Like can you imagine the pressure oh, that ridiculous. You would have as a high Absolutely. school
3: athlete. Yeah.
4: Unbelievable. I'm sure nobody, even for Archie Griffin, predicted it twice. This is just silliness. Anyway, we had our World Cup final. We've talked a lot on this show the past month about the young superstar that France has, Kylian Mbappe. He scored in the 65th minute today. France wins the World Cup 4-2 over Croatia. Mbappe only 19 years old. So he wasn't even born when France last won at all nineteen ninety-eight, their other World Cup when they hosted in nineteen ninety-eight. That's not that long ago, actually. Sports Illustrated says that he and his teammates would get a bonus of about three hundred and fifty thousand if they win this tournament, and Mbappe's making about twenty thousand a game this past month. And now L'Equipe, the uh, French newspaper, says Mbappe has decided to donate all his earnings from the past month's World Cup tournament to a charity he's been working with in the last year. It gives free sports instruction to hospitalized and disabled children. Mm -hmm. As for the FIFA pot of money that gets divvied up, and they've got money, believe me, to divvy up, it's France, at least the French Federation, gets $38 million from the prize fund. And Croatia, as the runner-up, gets $28 million from the prize fund. The prize money up over 10% from the last World Cup, according to AP and Time magazine. What does England
3: get, Steve? Because uh, they're not getting a dime from me after what they did to me over the past uh, few days.
4: Well, maybe a free trip to the dentist.
3: Oh, God. Steve DeSager off the top with Shots an elbow tired. drop. Man, wow. macho man Randy DeSager with an elbow drop off the top. Unbelievable. Uh, sorry.
4: If you hang a curve, you got to get it out of the park. Unbelievable, Steve. Uh, France was ranked seventh in the world before this tournament, and they went 6-0 and oh with one tie. After tying their last tune-up game, by the way, which was against the U.S. last month in France, it was a 1-1 final. That was France's last game before this tournament. Go figure. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Novak Djokovic took the Wimbledon final, and baseball is on all-star break now. The Cubs won again. Colorado won its fifth straight. Dodgers and Oakland with victories. Boston got a win, but the Yankees lost 5-2 at Cleveland, so the Yankees at the break now 4 Four and a half games behind Boston for best overall record. The All-Star Game on Fox TV, Tuesday night from D.C. Back to you.
3: Thanks, Steve. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So somebody made their triumphant return this past week. Just really amazing, man. I was really missing this individual a lot. And it's nothing against the individual. It's just the laziness that comes along with the conversation about the individual. Before we name the individual, Brady, I'm going to uh I'm going to ask you, do you want to break down the first half for Adam Jones of the Baltimore Orioles or Odubal Herrera of the Philadelphia Phillies? Which one do you want to break down?
2: I have no idea what we're talking about.
3: Oh, okay, like well, I'm just cuz I was looking at guys that are 66th in the league in hitting where Tim Tebow is because if we're going to break down a guy in the minor leagues who's 66th in the league in hitting, why don't we break down those two guys while we're at it? What do you say?
2: Ooh, okay. This I, is I unbelievable, transitioned. man. Well, I can see why there's going to be some momentum to get him up to the majors. Okay, it's not that difficult.
3: It's a it's a publicity stunt is what it is.
2: It, okay. I I'm okay to sign on with that because if you think about the fact that he he did have his choice of kind of where to sign, right, with with what team he wanted to sign with when he initially started this journey. Can you take a guess why he'd want to sign with the New York market? Well, it's, it's the biggest in the country. Now, it's the Mets. It's not the Yankees. But at the same time, it still gets his foot in the door in that market, and it's a much faster trip for him to be able to get up to the majors than it would have been hanging around in the minor leagues trying to eventually crack the roster of the New York Yankees who may very well win the World Series this year. So it it makes sense that from the very beginning, this was always going to be a play of how fast can he get on a major league roster to try to drive ticket revenue. And and that's where I'm curious to see, like, do people in New York care? Like, I, I know he's got a fan base because of what he did in college football, and because of his his you know faith, his system faith and all that, but but do people in New York really care? Like think about where he's been going throughout some of his minor league you know stops. It's in areas where he's going to tend to draw a bigger crowd yeah. because of an SEC following. Like if the Mets stink, if he goes up to into the majors and stinks, no one's going to care. And there may be a pop. I mean, I think the Mets average like thirteenth in attendance in major league baseball. And, and that'll change drastically if they don't, you know, get back into the playoff race and things look pretty bleak down the stretch after the all-star break. Um, so maybe that'll change, but you know, as far as where he's hitting and all that, like I, I can't look into the stats and tell you that he does or doesn't deserve to be, be called up um, because that's going to fall on the shoulders of, you know, the people who are in the, in the position to make that decision, because if they do bring him up, they're bringing him up because he showed them enough potential where they want to give it a try. They want to see how he handles major league pitching and see if he can actually survive and make it, or if he needs to go back down, and it was a, a fun experiment, and maybe it, it drove you know ticket sales, but that was kind of the end of it.
3: And there is – listen, he's a nice guy. He's, he's, he's a really, really good guy. Does met a him, lot of good work. Met right? him a couple of times. Nice guy. Had a great college football career. Awesome. And did some pretty cool things in the NFL. You played with him in Denver. You saw yes. him. But – There is a reality to Tim Tebow that he knows exactly what marketing is and he knows what his brand is. And if you don't think that that's the case and he's all about just playing the game he loves, then why did he choose to go play minor league baseball for the New York Mets and not go to the CFL and try and work on his craft in the NFL? Come on, that's where you got to give Johnny Manziel a little bit of credit. At least he was willing to eat his humble pie, go to the CFL, be a backup so far his time up north in Canada because he wants to get back into the game. Tebow saw what could get him to the next level from a marketing standpoint, and that's why he took the gig in in baseball, period. That's the reality. I've
2: actually got a better example for you, Uh, only because this is kind of a, a recent event that's taken place and it has so many similarities to, to Tim Tebow, okay? Um, can you name who the Super Bowl MVP was this past year?
3: Oh, Nick Foles.
2: Okay, but was he the only eagle to throw a touchdown pass?
3: No, was it was it uh, Trey Burton? Yeah. Theron?
2: Do you, you want to know where Trey Burton went to college? Where's that? Uh, University of Florida. Do you want to know what position he played when he first went to University of Florida? What's that? Quarterback. Oh. So at some point, they actually asked Trey Burton during his time when he was at Florida to transition out of the position. And I, I literally just talked to him this past week. And his comment to me was, hey, I wanted to help the team, and I wanted to play so bad, I wanted to compete so bad and play the game of football because I love the game of football that I was willing to change positions if it was going to help me be able to get into the NFL. Now, after catching, I think he in his career right now and after winning his Super Bowl and – uh, being a part of the, the, the trick play that helped the Philadelphia Eagles win a Super Bowl, throwing that touchdown pass. He's got in his career after, I think, three years being in the league, 63 total receptions, okay? He just cashed in he got paid. big time. Big he time with the paid. Chicago Bears. Now, whether or not that'll work out, we'll have to wait and see. But <laughs> I know. the point is this. If if Tim Tebow wanted to, he could have done that. I mean, he, he could have been potentially in Trey Burton's shoes where – he transitioned to a tight end, H-back, whatever the case is, if he still wanted to follow that dream and give it a try or give it an opportunity in that way and see if there was going to be something there for him, and he might have been able to make it, and he might have been able to sign a big contract like Trey Burton did. So that's that's kind of the other part of this. It's not even just going to the CFL and trying to continue that quest of playing um, you know, football. It's all, Or, excuse me, quarterback. It's also the idea that if he loved the game so much, He could have just stayed within it and tried to change positions because I do think there were some people that thought he was a good enough athlete that wanted to give him that opportunity to play a different position and see if it would work out.
3: Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, listen, I have no idea how he's going to do this. I, I really don't. Live Bet Jesus is somewhere floating above the building. He uh, Apparently he is going to make a pick on a game. I don't know what the hell game there is that he could possibly bet on. If there is something out there that he could bet on, he will find it. But apparently he doesn't want to miss a week. That's his reasoning. That's the way he wants it. Find out what the hell this guy is going to make you money on next year on Fox Sports Radio. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's
0: new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. Jonas Knox,
3: Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Apparently, uh, Live Bet Jesus is going to make a bet. I have no idea what the hell he's going to bet on. There's nothing happening. Brady, do you have any guesses? What the hell is this guy going to do? Is he just going to wait for the, uh, the NBA Summer League game going on?
2: There is an NBA Summer League game going on between uh, the Seventy Sixers and Grizzlies. That's coming up, but there's there's some other options out there. I mean, look, you could uh, if you wanted to. There is some soccer going on. All there, right,
3: there's no soccer, man. There's there there's is nothing, nothing relevant. The,
2: he's the, not getting premier development he, leagues going on. Santa Cruz versus San Francisco. You you, you think, could actually go to the women's soccer league. You Portland's think he, taking on Houston? You
3: think he knows what the hell that is? Come on, man. This guy's a very busy guy. He's got no time. Right. To well, like he's that. he's a pretty big degenerate. So you know. Oh, my God. He's he's ready to go. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Lights out in the studio. It's like clockwork, man. Every single week at this time, it doesn't matter what you think is on or isn't on, Live Bet Jesus appears. He floats above the studio. The lights go out. I can't see a thing. Somehow my pants are unzipped. I have no idea how that happened. There's magic shows going on here in the studio. Uh, Clothes are coming off. Everybody is losing their minds. What the hell could he possibly bet on here with nothing else going on? So let's uh, let's find out what it is. A beaming light has shined into the studio here. A piece of paper falling down onto the desk. Let's find out what we have got here as Live Bet Jesus is ready to, I guess, make a pick. I have no idea what it'll be on. (laughs) It is tonight on the 15th of July. 2018 that I live bet Jesus proclaimed the pick to be the Santa Cruz County Breakers plus two and a half against San Francisco City in the National Premier Development League of Soccer and with that Brady there it is how about that (laughs) good luck finding that one on TV huh that's amazing do you want to
2: know why this is such a bad bet why uh, that game's in the 90th minute. It, and, it's still uh, live.
3: You can there, I'm, Look, I, I, there's still obviously you can make a bet. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. San Francisco City up two to nothing. I really like the plus two and a half here. I
1: really do. Okay.
3: I just, I mean, you know. I mean, that is just ridiculous.
2: <laughs> What's
1: ridiculous about it? I, I just got to say I love live bet. Jesus is like he just finds everything to vote on, like to bet. Like when you said it, I literally went online like there's nothing going on. Life is fine I day. Look,
3: I'm as blown away and surprised as you guys are. I didn't know that he was up to speed on the Premier Development League of soccer, but I guess yep. he is. Um, and and here we go. That's that's his look. He's betting on well, Santa the, Cruz.
2: The the bet's already over. It's not I mean, over. It's- it's it's pretty much over.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, if it's over and the score stays two nothing, San Francisco, and he's got it plus two and a half, that's a win for life. Bet Jesus. I am mean, look, don't kill the messenger here. All right. <laughs> Lights go out. Paper falls down onto the desk. I open up the paper and I read the contents on the air. That's it. That's my only job here. I don't know him. I've never met him, and neither of you. That is that bet is. Well, okay. It, it, it's a winner. Look, if you place
2: that bet, <laughs> you won a a little bit of money, just a teensy weensy <laughs> bit of money. Wins a win, man. I don't. I I don't know what right. to tell you. Hey, yeah, you don't go broke taking a profit. I've heard that. I heard that forever. Everyone says that about you know quarterback playing in the NFL. They always say, hey, you don't go broke taking a profit, man. Just take that check down. Take that check down. And then what do you always hear? Oh, he's Charlie check down. He never wants to throw the deep ball.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look. Uh, I mean, listen. The guy a uh, guy found a bet. Uh, I don't even know if it's a guy. It might be a woman. I mean, I have no idea. It could be just a being. It could be a phenomenon. I have no yeah, idea. No. But he Om- found omnipotent the omnipotent being, supposedly. Yeah. Uh whatever that means. Okay, he found uh he found the bet and he made the pick. So there it well, is.
2: Well he's 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 going to win because again, there this is I don't I, this game's on fumes at, at the most. I don't is, know that t- is that time. A, is
3: that the name of the station it's on? Fumes? Like, I have no idea. Where can you watch the Santa Cruz Breakers? Uh you, you anybody can't. You know? I uh, I happen to be looking
2: at a uh, live sports betting site and uh, just watching the clock tick down. Oh, so it's still going on.
3: That's yeah, I mean it's the, the bet's pick.
2: locked in, but it's it's about to be over. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just, I don't I mean I don't know why you can't just embrace the beauty and the just the the attention that he pays desperate to everything.
2: Desperate Times in- right, desperate times
3: for live bet Jesus. He's I mean, lost how many weeks in a row? Oh no, he won last week. You always
2: say that. He, he didn't. Can did, we get confirmation that did he, he actually won last, last week? week?
3: Um, I, I'm almost positive I'm he pretty won. pretty sure he didn't. Yeah. Does, does, does anyone keep track of this? Yeah, I'm almost positive he won last week. <laughs> uh, it was a win. <laughs> a big win. Baseball I'm bet, I'm pretty sure. pretty sure he didn't. Baseball bet. But, uh, but look, yeah, he took, he took the Angels. The Angels won that. Remember, uh, like, you thought he was going to take another bet, but uh, then as he was getting ready to, to make his pick, oh, there was like Pujols a hit the home run, and you thought yeah. he did that uh, uh, only because yeah, cause it You're right, because it was the way he drew,
2: drew out his call.
3: Yeah. You've got to treat him nicer. I think that's really the moral of the story here. You need to treat him nicer. He's our only frequent guest. I mean, occasionally uh, one of your in-laws will show up on the show like once every three months, whether it's A.J. Hawk uh, or Jack Johnson. But Live Bet Jesus is consistent. Mark it down every week he's here. I think you should really appreciate that. Consistently a loser. Uh, All things Santa Cruz breakers soccer coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) So they are two players who may be the best at their position in the entire NFL NFL, and they're both in a similar spot. We'll explain here coming up in just a couple of minutes. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. We do it every single week from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. My man, Brady Quinn, hour two, what the F is going on?
2: I'm just excited to get into this uh, because Live Bet Jesus He officially won, and uh, debatable whether or not he won last week. I I think you might be right. So if he won last week and this week, you know what that means. He's on a winning streak, baby. We haven't seen something like this in quite some time. Uh,
3: Pretty pretty amazing uh, what what just happened. If you're just tuning in, um, we were wondering what the hell is Live Bet Jesus going to bet on? He promised he would appear in the normal slot that he always appears on. And and it wasn't because somebody scheduled him to be here and then realized there was no sporting events going on. That's not true. And whoever <laughs> tells you that is a full-fledged liar. That's not true at all. Uh, so he said he was going to appear. Um, if you're not familiar with who he is, uh, he is a character, a, a a guest on the show. We've never met him. He just started making live bets about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now at this point. And uh, he's become a fixture on the show. He's got his own Twitter account, at LiveBetJesus. I've never met him. Brady's never met him. We don't know who the hell he is, but he appears every show. A piece of paper falls on the desk, and he makes a bet on a live sporting event. We didn't know what the hell he could bet on. There's no Major League Baseball. Uh, the NBA Summer League at the time had already ended. Uh, there's one coming up in like an hour. And we were trying to figure out, man, who, what the hell is he going to bet on? And he found the Santa Cruz Breakers... Of the National Premier Soccer League, whatever the hell that is,
2: the Premier Development
3: League, yeah. whatever yeah. that yeah. too. He found EDL. he found that game they were playing San Francisco City, and he got the Breakers at plus two and a half, and it hit. I don't know what. Time. And, and and so explain to our listeners out there what minus five
2: fifty means. So since he hit, since he won, but it was minus five fifty. Mm. What does that mean? Like if I was to try to win a hundred dollars. How much would I have to bet in order to win a hundred dollars?
3: Uh five fifty. Uh, oh, five hundred and fifty
2: dollars. That's
3: that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty big bet. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I think that that also we we cannot ignore that um, supply and demand. You know, the supply and demand right, aspect of this. Right, um. Right, right, right. Very, very, very low on supplies as far as betting lines at the time. Very high on uh, demand. That's
2: debatable. There was a few other soccer matches yeah, we could have gone with. I mean, just, uh, <laughs> this one just happened to be in the final, I don't know, four minutes of the match. Uh, it seemed like. Uh,
3: uh, was it? I wasn't watching. Yeah, I didn't uh, know. We, I, I was yeah. trying to find it on yeah, they, television. They
2: played at 90 minutes. Last time I checked with DeSager, I'm pretty sure it's it's pretty uniform in most, most soccer. Most football, you know, Listen, they played a 90 minutes. Listen,
3: you know? he- here's here's what I'll say. Steve DeSager, yes, um, yes. Uh, Steve, save this, okay, save this for later on in the hour, but Steve <laughs> is on a mission. He is on the warpath. I have and info is, on this. He has found information
4: on what just happened here on the show. Can we tease that for later on, Steve, please? Yes, we can, uh, but I'm glad uh, Brady's point needs to be reemphasized emphasized about Live Bet Loser betting a game that has two minutes left and saying, see, <laughs> I won. Okay. Well, I mean, again, yeah. like you
3: guys, you yeah. guys are talking in my direction as if I've got some some <laughs> no, relationship just, with whoever the hell this is. You just happen to I be don't. in the
4: building. Sorry about All that. Right, he's yeah, just, yeah. as I've said before, he's the opposite of Jesus. He's live bet Lucifer. He loses more than he wins. I, in fact, again, it's like I, eight out of ten. I think, and we'll get to the bottom of this at the bottom of listen, the hour.
3: Listen, I think, I think Steve, you need, you need to not piss him off. Okay. We don't know what kind of power <laughs> the guy's got. I mean, what?
4: The, my question is like, where's the bookie?
2: Like, I'd figure as much as he loses. How this guy is still, like, up walking around, floating around, whatever. I mean, how's there not a bookie trying to?
3: Did did you not read, uh, have you not gone to his Twitter account recently at LiveBetJesus? Do you think that that's just a tagline? I think he really means this when he says, I do more than walk on water. I pay bills. And when you do that, you do what the F you want, bruh. That's just the way it is. So he's not, don't... Paying, he's not paying that many bills. Well, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, look, maybe he's got uh, doesn't have a lot of overhead. I mean, uh, I don't think that he needs to be bullied anymore on this show. I think we just got to embrace what the hell he has done. He's already bragging about it on social media. Yeah, I mean, um, anybody who
4: embraces the PDL, sure, go for it. Yeah. yeah
3: look, Steve, I, I think I think you need to get all the information, gather it before we start criticizing the guy. Okay, so we'll have that later on in the hour. Yeah, that'll keep him. Yep. Or else oh. are going to go? On, <laughs> everyone, what's the <laughs> option? Where else are going to go? But come on, man. Find a better show. I dare you. The, the crew started laughing at least. Um, all right. So uh, so
4: that'll be coming up later on. Oh, Brady.
0: Yes. I want to see what's on the other broadcast.
4: Um, Brady. Uh, As let David me, Letterman used to say, wait, wait, listen. Listen. Do you hear that? It's people changing channels. Oh,
3: come on. They're not they're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, Brady, so let me ask you this. You pointed something out to me that uh, Aaron Rodgers and, um, and Aaron Donald, Am I correct? The two errands. Yeah, the two errands. errands, Maybe the best at their position um, in the NFL. Yeah. That they're kind of in a similar spot right now. That they're in a similar spot. I don't think anybody has, has heard this the way that you are going to break it down. So explain to people listening, that are still listening at least, why it is these two guys are in the similar spot. Well, both want new deals. Yes. We've
2: seen Aaron Donald, especially if you're in the L.A. area. I'm sure you've seen in the local news, in the NFL, in the offseason. When guys don't show up who are to Aaron Donald's caliber, of course it's going to be talked about. He wants a new deal, and I think he should get a new deal. Uh, He's proven himself over the course of his career thus far in the NFL, and what he wants to do is he wants to break the bank. Now, that may be difficult to do considering that, this is an L.A. Rams team that has a franchise quarterback. They're eventually going to have to extend. Um, they've got another um, – a, a bunch of other star players, right? They, they just brought over Marcus Peters, who's still young in his career. They're going to make a decision on him in about a year from now. And he's been a pretty darn good cornerback since he's gotten into the league. Akib Talib just got here. And Domkin Sioux only signed a one-year deal. Well, As if he plays really well this season. Maybe they want to extend him a little bit further. So you kind of get my point. They've got a lot of tough decisions to make after this year, but Aaron Donald wants his money, and he wants it now. So the, the question then becomes, what is he looking for? I think it's going to be something that surpasses and Sue's deal that he signed with the Miami Dolphins a few years ago where he got the over $50 million total guaranteed at signing. I think he's going to be looking for something like that where he can then be considered the highest defensive, uh, highest paid defensive player in the league. That's, I think, what he's shooting for, something that's been kind of unprecedented because those guys have gotten left behind. When you think about the recent deals that we've talked about that have gotten done, it's been all about the quarterbacks, right? And we saw Kirk Cousins sign with the Minnesota Vikings. Three years, was it 84, 88 million, whatever the number ended up being. It was the highest at that time as far as average annual salary. I think it was was 84 because he got paid 28 per year for a three-year deal. Then all of a sudden it was Matt Ryan. He had the highest highest total value contract that's ever been signed, and now now it's Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to surpass those guys. Um, but th- but the thing that's different about it is you know Aaron Donald's trying to do it for a defensive player for his position to kind of push that along, uh, but for Aaron Rodgers it's different. One, he's got two years left on his deal. A uh, little bit different case when you talk about Aaron Donald and his contract situation, how things could play out. Um, you can make the case that the Packers don't want to necessarily you know, deal with Aaron Rodgers still after this year because they've, they've got a, you know, still a decent amount of time. What he wants is a player option. So he's asking for an extension on his deal. So two years left and then adding on three or four more years to it. But he also wants a player option where if he wants to, he can bounce. He can get out of it. Kind of an NBA-style deal, right? Something that we have never seen before in the NFL. And it would be interesting to see if the Packers were willing to give this to him because, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers I mentioned earlier, the Packers are one of the most conservative teams when it comes to these sorts of contracts and deals. So um, they're both looking for the same thing; they both want to be paid as the highest-paid player at their position on their side of the uh, on their side of the ball in the NFL. But they're both going about it in different ways. You know, Donald's holding out; Rogers isn't. Um, Rodgers still has a couple years left, whereas Donald's situation is a little bit more complicated. I won't get into all the details of it now, um, but he's looking at trying to make sure he gets that money while he still can uh, before he, he potentially injures himself uh, or as, as the wear and tear continues to build up.
3: Um, that's why the Rams were as aggressive as they were in this offseason, right? Because they've still got Aaron Donald on a low number. They've still got Jared Goff on his rookie deal. Todd Gurley, yeah, and, you know, and Todd Gurley Gurley line as well too. In. So is isn't the way that this works? You can only if you've got three studs or uh, like three that deserve big time money. You can only pay two of them, right? I mean, just the way that it's structured, being able to afford um, like the uh, Seattle Seahawks, they paid defense and then they paid Russell Wilson, and their offensive line kind of took a hit. If you're the Rams and your big three in this scenario are Goff, Gurley, and Aaron Donald. Which two are you paying? I actually think you can pay three. You think so you, it's probably all three a of bad them? scenario? Yeah, because
2: you know you just have to make sacrifices other other places on the roster. So where would and, that be? Like it could be anywhere. I mean, you could you could get other people to sign up for you know one year deals, and you're not necessarily dealing out these these huge contracts, right? I mean, and Dominican and Sue, I think is planned for a one year deal for fourteen million dollars. That's drastically different than what he played for before. For the Miami Dolphins, when he signed you know, as a free agent out of Detroit, so I mean you can you can make those exceptions. The players just have to be willing to take a discount. And I, I think we've heard in the news, at least recently, you know, a quarterback who has admittedly taken a discount because he feels like he's following in the footsteps of, of, of another quarterback oh, yeah. who's gone that route and had a lot of success.
3: The BB gun himself, Blake Bortles. Is that are you talking what about? Yeah, yeah it's it's the the what you're, come on, that's what BB. You're come on. Hey look, yeah, hey, no, look, no. that's an upgrade from last year. We were, t- we're calling him a, a lush last year on the show. So I mean that's a bit of an upgrade, don't you think?
2: I, I don't think I've ever called
3: him that. All okay? right, that was and me. You then. might have referred to him, yeah. Yeah, that was me that called him that. Um but but okay, just for the sake of the argument then. Um you've got to pay two of the three and you want to keep Gurley and Goff and Donald. Who gets paid? If you've got to if you've got to pick two oh, of those Goff guys. Oh, Donald,
2: man. You don't pay the running backs.
3: It I, I feel I feel
2: bad in saying that, but you draft them high. That's where you pay them. And then you get your wear and tear out, and you move on. Jeez, man. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a brutal business, man. But Jeez. look, God, can, dude, can, can I give you? Can I, know, I give like you the <laughs> He's ever said,
3: "Good God,
2: dude." Can I give Ray. you the rundown of how this works? <laughs> you you right? okay, dude? Yeah. I, if you building I, a team, if you're building a team, this is the order in which you go. All right, quarterback. Okay, guy who sacks the quarterback. Okay, guy who protects the quarterback. Guy who covers the guy the quarterback's throwing to. And then the guy the quarterback's throwing to. Okay, mm-hmm. it's those five positions. That's the order in which you draft. Everyone else just kind of comes in there somewhere, somewhere past that. Not the way
3: you made it team. That's very, very, very harsh words from Brady Quinn. I'm, I'm a little. Uh, I can't believe you took out the entire running back position in that manner. It's Man, very. I mean, if-
2: look, no, you do exactly what the New York Giants did. You do exactly what the Rams did in drafting Gurley. You draft them high. Doesn't mean you're going to extend them.
3: So I would maybe like franchise
2: to- tag him for a year. Two, maybe That's would,
3: on behalf of Brady Quinn, I would like to apologize to, um, you know, Jamal Lewis, uh, Jason Wright, um, La- <laughs> Lawrence, 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 listen, uh, Lawrence Vickers, um, just some of the great running backs in Brown's history, uh, that, that were there when Brady was there. Uh, now you know how he felt about you when you were changing or showering next to him. <laughs> now you know, I mean, now you know. There's no response to that. I mean, I'm not
2: even going to- I don't right. think there's nothing
1: you can say to oh, that yeah. after the way you made that statement. <laughs> no, it, it was more the showering I part. I yeah. mean,
3: ew. I mean- All right. Yeah, that kind of went off in a different direction. I didn't mean, <laughs> it. I didn't mean to go it there, but yeah. unfortunately well, it did.
2: You took it there. Okay. Uh,
3: all right. Uh, so we've got uh, shower talk. We've now digressed into uh, following Live Bet Jesus' controversial pick earlier. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next here on the show, though, there's a giant pity party that's being had by a lot of people for a guy who has made a ton of money. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. <laughs> You have to sing all the time, Brady. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Chevelle, man. Little um, really? little Mid America rock. Come on, man. This you guys used to listen to this while you were doing preacher curls in the weight room at Dublin Kaufman. Come on now.
2: Probably, yeah. I, I just I, I didn't know that was actually who who sang this. Yeah,
3: Chevelle. Uh, um. This song sucks. Uh, they have much better uh, material uh, on other albums. This song stinks. Uh, all right. So, um, Brady, we are going to play Headliner Lie coming up in less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you want to get in on the uh, action here at Headliner Lie, where you can team up with Brady Quinn or myself as we go head to head and try and stump the other guy's partner. With an actual headline or one that we have made up, 877-99-ON-FOX is the number to call. 877-996-6369. Headline or lie, less than 10 minutes from now, we are looking for two participants. We only have a 1,000 phone lines. All right, so you need to get in now if you want to get in because these fill up fast. Um, Don't believe the rumors you hear that there's a bunch of open phone lines for that segment. That's all inaccurate. That's a lie. 1,000 phone lines, operators standing by. Operators that are completely sober at this point in the show, uh, and they will be taking your calls at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Sober, but slightly distracted. Right? Like Bobo <laughs> I mean,
2: probably is looking at Tinder. Uh, Eric, who just proposed, are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed to announce that? Well, yeah, yeah he just
3: got engaged. I mean, you, you kind of
1: did already. You can't yeah, well, say, "Are we allowed to announce I was, it and then announce it?" I actually had that. Set. Yeah, I, like, I had I that s- asking for forgiveness. I though, had that
3: set know? aside for later in the show that we could talk about kind of go over later
2: in the show it's a well, big moment eric i know life.
3: i know it's a big moment i was i figured hour four would be the perfect time to, <laughs> to break that down and uh talk about talk. me going after running backs. <laughs> why come wow, on man come on man uh, hey eric i'm happy for you i am I'm, too I'm eric thanks guys thanks yeah. you've
2: you've done something that jonas has yet been able to do in his life
3: i so. got engaged i was engaged when i was 21 years old that's not true i swear to god i got engaged in vegas <laughs> in a hotel room my fiance. <laughs> Yeah, I've, that's a true story. I was engaged before. How long would it oh, last? Oh, I don't believe that. Uh, you want to know a true story as well, too? I got the ring at Fred Meyer Jeweler. It was $109. I talked him down to $99. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's, the thing, that's the thing with Jonas, man. Like I, I, When he says these stories, I'm like... I I mean, sw-
3: listen, I that's the one thing I don't do. I do not lie. I and lie. I, know, and I great- know, but
5: half of them are like so kind of outlandish. I'm like... He sensationalizes I mean, maybe, them, but no, he does not listen, lie. No, listen. I have
3: told, I've told Brady's. I've told him some very personal stories about my father. Uh, nothing bad. Like, he didn't abuse me or anything like that, but a very gifted man. And I have told Brady those stories, and um, <laughs> he still to this day thinks that I am lying about them. I am not. Everything I've told like, him I'm is true. I'm still
5: not sure if you were ever the rat a Chuck of e. Cheese, man. Like, I've, I feel on, like man. you were. Now, see, with this and off, I still send you pictures. First off, it's a mouse, okay?
2: There's a big difference between a mouse and a rat. Wow. Well, I can say that
1: story. I actually agree because there's too many different stories of you in the mouse costume yeah i, I can't give either a, i don't i don't think I, that's I something you lie about you may have worked I, there but you weren't the mouse i
3: i i, I promised to god man. i promised to god i would not make that up okay ho- nice what do material. you mean i'm not mouse oh, hold, hold material on. man
1: <laughs> how long were you engaged
3: uh 20 minutes no less than a year less than a year at 21 yeah what were you thinking? I uh, not. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and let me just go ahead and uh, and let you in on this. I don't think my eyes were working either. Okay, at that time, uh, you know, like uh, it didn't work out. But you she know, didn't have a Z behind her name, did she? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the first mistake. <laughs> yeah. That was. That was, the first mistake. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. That was the problem. That was the problem. But look, I mean, you know, that's just. uh you make mistakes. You you learn on. You move on, and uh, you go from there. That's all. <laughs> so, So welcome. I, I know, listen, I know you guys are all it's new to this. Just, but w- God, it's so awkward. Welcome to the engaged world. I was there. <laughs> I've it's, never been there. It's not a nice place. I'm like, looking forward to it. Yeah, me. you're not missing much there. Yeah, right? I know. Uh, all right, so can we get back to, uh, to a pity party that they're having for somebody in sports? Somebody's, I mean, it's a full-fledged pity party. Can you believe this, yeah. Brady Quinn? I w- and I want to get your thoughts on this as a former NFL player, a guy who still knows NFL players, a guy who's had to deal with contracts in the NFL. Can you believe? that Isaiah Thomas had to settle for a 2 million dollar deal. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. All the money that he has lost, it's a ama- God. So how much do you feel bad, Brady, for uh for a guy who uh is 5'8 and has already got 32 million dollars in the bank? How do you how, how bad do you feel for Isaiah Thomas?
0: Uh
2: l- let me start off by saying this. I feel like we're actually on, on opposite sides of the fence on this one. Okay. Reason being is this. Like, I do feel bad for Isaiah Thomas because of the decisions that he made that ultimately put him in the position where he's maybe not playing up to his standards, is not as good as he could have played at that point in time, because as a professional athlete, you're in a tough position. When you're playing hurt, right, or even injured sometimes, and sometimes that area, that, that becomes a gray area of, of blurring between – how, how long can you play hurt or at what point do you say it's now an injury because it's caused me to play at a level that I can't compete? Um, that becomes tough to determine. And the second that you, you try to pull out and not play because of an injury or because you're hurt, all of a sudden you, you don't have that tough guy label anymore. So you're sacrificing how well you can play and what you could potentially earn and what you're putting out there on your resume, which is always on the film, and, and your game footage and all that. You're sacrificing that. For you know equity within your coaching staff, your organization, and maybe even other teams out there, so that they see that you're a tough guy and you're playing through whatever injuries you're you're dealing with, and that's where I feel like Isaiah Thomas put himself in that position, and you know he was unfortunate with how it's all worked out, and so you can sit there and throw out the number of well he's made thirty two million. Look, you can't talk as you know, someone who's who's not playing professional sports and sit there and say, well, it's a lot of money. Of course it's a lot of money. But it's it's not as much money as he could have been making, right? And unless you're in his shoes, you know, you're not going to understand that perspective of, of him or any other professional athlete that puts themselves in that position, whether it's Terrell Thomas from the New York Giants, who I know you're a big fan oh. of because he was a USC guy. Oh, you're paying attention this else. weekend. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. what ammo do you have left? From your side of the fence for a rebuttal, uh,
3: because I think that this this whole thing about man, it's just terrible what happened to him. We feel so look, that's a tough break. That's a tough awful. Break. Not, yeah, not being unlucky. A tough, right? Yeah, a tough break. It's not bad luck, man. It's not. It's not at all. Uh, the guy has made plenty of money. He's going to get an opportunity to play, pl- plenty of money and make plenty of money again in in the NBA you don't know with that another problem. contract. You okay, don't know that. but here's what I do know: He's got 32 million in the bank. There are bigger tragedies in the NFL, whether it be Leon Washington, who uh, destroyed his knee in a game, uh, Ter- Terrell Thomas, who in a preseason game got rolled up on as they were talking contract extension. That guy was looking at 50 mil and had to settle for less oh, than five. Wow. Let's, like, let's
2: not, that that's sensationalizing. One, we have no idea what that contract would have looked like, right? Like you could throw around whatever. I was in the negotiating
3: room. I yeah, know exactly what the numbers no, were that were no. being no. thrown around. It was about fifty million dollars, well, give by or the take. Way, you already made a
2: mistake. You know that, right? What's that? Like you said, thirty-two million in the bank. No, no, no. He's about ready after this season, right after two thousand and nineteen. Mm-hmm. He would have grossed thirty-two million. You, I think you, for, okay. you, you left uh, that Uncle uh, Sam. Okay, okay, okay. So, well, so hopefully he's got sixteen million in the bank. Right, if he invested it wisely, saved some, and didn't live too too much of an outlandish lifestyle. Now, again, you hear sixteen million, you go, "Boo hoo!" Who's going to feel bad for that guy? But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an NBA player who could have potentially signed a max deal. So instead of signing a one-year, two million-dollar deal, maybe he would have signed, you you know, like a nine-figure deal. Hold on,
3: you think he was going to get a max contract? Not, not a shot in hell is okay, he getting let, a max okay. contract.
2: Let's say he doesn't get a max contract. Is 80 or 90 million a lot better than a one year, two million?
3: Of course year? it's a lot better, but okay. let's not pretend like the guy's starving in the streets. I mean, Jesus. I don't think anyone's pretending that. I think, I've heard a lot of violins being what, played for Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, and they can stop. Man, here's me, here's what we're seeing. Okay.
2: Here's what we're seeing. We're seeing a guy that's very relatable, right? You tell me, what was his draft grade coming out? Where did he get taken? What's his size? All that stuff.
3: Last pick of the draft. Five eight foot
2: eight, right? Yeah. So guess what happens when we see a player like Isaiah Thomas? We immediately start... Even Steph Curry, we've talked about this before, people love Steph and gravitate towards his style of play in his game because of his his inability to do other things like LeBron. Like, people aren't walking around that look like LeBron James. There's a lot of people walking around who might look closer to Steph Curry or who look closer to size and stature as Isaiah Thomas. So when we see those sorts of players... And we see them succeed or have success, we automatically think to ourselves like I'm kind of a fan of that guy because I envision myself being in his shoes. So you immediately start to root for him. Like I don't think you can sit there and and be upset that people feel bad for what he put himself through. You know, trying to play with uh, the, the Boston Celtics and trying to play in the playoffs where maybe he was a little bit banged up. And then all of a sudden he ends up going to the Cleveland Cavs. He's not as healthy as maybe he should have been, and didn't look like the same type of player. Didn't look like the same type of player with L.A. And so now he signs a one-year deal getting to prove it in Denver. Maybe he will. But the one thing I can assure you about injuries is when you get hurt, typically you don't come you know come out better on the other end. It's just eventually it wears down, especially a guy who's got a hip issue, if I'm not mistaken. Those sorts of things tend to translate somewhere else and
3: continue to give you issues. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, a lot of people out there are 5'8", five, five feet 8", inches tall. If I told you, hey – Five feet eight inches tall. You're gonna have a bum hip, but before you turn thirty, you'll have made thirty two million dollars. Would you sign up for it? F. Yes, that's what they do, Brady. But that? again,
2: you're you're trying to make this like a case of let's look from the common man. Like these are NBA players. Like people aren't gonna sit there and be able to understand what any professional athlete looks like as far as what they're being compensated for. Because if if you said okay, he's gonna gross thirty two million, but let's say he nets sixteen million by the time he's thirty. But then the rest of his life, he'll be lucky to make four million dollars, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: How does that look co- compared to someone else? Because you might sit there and say, "Well, by the time they're sixty-five, yeah, they've they've actually grossed you know thirty-six million dollars over the course of their entire life working, you know, everything they've accumulated. Th- that's how much they've made." And you might say, "Well, wow, that's weird. I didn't think they made that much money." But with professional athletes, it's kind of an inverse model. So you see them technically make the bulk of their money early on, and then a lot of the money afterwards. Depending on how they live, depending on how they save and invest and in all that, you hope that they can live a somewhat humble lifestyle so they can keep it. But that—that's where again, like it's hard to make it anyone understand and relate to it because. It, it, there's only a few people who are really in that situation.
3: Well, uh, I'm not done with it. I'm not finished with you on this conversation. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're we're getting into. Hey, this later. look, look, it's not bad luck, all right. All right. It's just a tough break. <laughs> there it is. See, yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's that kind of stuff you're missing out on in the wee hours of the night when you refuse to do the show. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. We've got Headliner Live coming up next here on FSR. Do not go anywhere. It's can't miss radio. It's the highest rated segment in this time slot on this show when we host. But before we get to all that, it's Steve Desager with the
4: latest. Sure, France won the World Cup today, but there is that live bet later bet that we had earlier in the show that we've got to get down to (laughs) because nothing was going on tonight. There's no Sunday night baseball. They're on All-Star break officially. The All-Star game, by the way, on Fox TV Tuesday night from D.C. More on D.C. in a moment. But uh, what was it? at San Francisco against Santa Cruz soccer tonight? Uh, Yes. And uh, live bet later in the 88th minute. With already one team up 2 nothing picks that team to win. Yep, Congratulations. I
3: mean, nope. Okay, so don't blame him. Okay, yeah. Blame.
4: This was, it turned out, the last regular season game in the PDL, the road trip to Santa Cruz for the iron and gold of San Francisco City FC. Yeah. We didn't know, actually, uh, if it was a men's or women's game. Turns out it's not the Santa Cruz <laughs> women's team that Brandy Chastain was on. That doesn't exist. That league doesn't exist anymore. And they weren't called Santa Cruz. But aside from that, it's some men's game in a minor league we've never heard of, and that's how low we've sunk on this show. Oh, come on, Steve. Speaking of how low, are you aware they opened a new stadium in Washington, D.C. last night? For D.C. United, the MLS soccer team, they won their debut there. Ex-England star Wayne Rooney with his debut for the team. You know who cares? the sideline reporter, because she got hit in the head by a falling railing before she was going to go on the air. She was treated by on-site medics. Extent of injuries unclear, AP said, but she was out for the broadcast. Apparently she's also the team's director of communications. And I have seen photos of the rest of the railings at a new stadium Secured with duct tape after that happened in a stadium that cost upward of $400 million. That was D.C. last night. Hopefully things a little better with the baseball comes uh, Tuesday night with the All-Star game on Fox. With the game's uh, ending, uh, shall we say, the first half of the baseball season today, the Cubs won again 7-4 at San Diego. Rockies won their fifth straight, 4-3 over Seattle on a walk-off homer. Dodgers and Oakland got wins. Boston a win, but Cleveland beat the Yankees 5-2. Ten-inning victories for Pittsburgh and Minnesota, and the World Cup final went to France. We're brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car-buying experience. The France win in the final was 4-2 over Croatia. The country of France will be hosting the Women's World Cup next summer, also on Fox TV. Back to you.
3: Thanks, Steve. Uh, Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, so we do have Headliner Lie, and we are going to play that, but I want to make sure we've got full time for Headliner Lies. So if you're on hold... Please stay there. I promise you we will get to Headliner Lie coming up here in just a few minutes, uh, but we want to make sure we have enough time set aside for Headliner Lie. All right, so we want to give it its proper due. I was too busy uh, giving Brady a beating in the Isaiah Thomas debate, uh, so we kind of went a little over, and that's just uh, that's just how it goes here. I mean, I, like yeah, it just sometimes yeah, things, yeah. Uh, things go that way. Um, so I want to throw an idea. I know you love when I come up with ideas because you just rip them to pieces and you make me feel terrible about myself, and you like that. Um, here's an idea I had for you. All right, you tell me what you think. The home run derby. Mm. Thoughts. I used on, to love that. I I, I did too. I, I used to love the home run derby too. And then um I really started paying attention and I realized oh, it's the same thing over and over again. The same <laughs> thing over and over again. And I feel like they're rewarding the wrong things. Okay. In the NBA slam dunk contest, the best dunks get the best scores. So if you come up with uh, a crazy dunk and everybody goes wild, it gets like a score of a 50 or something. I think that's how the scoring is still done. Yeah, I mean, still five
2: done. judges, ten points. Yes. Versus,
3: yeah. I mean, come on. that That's just uh, simple math. I mean, I, I don't need to walk everybody through this all the way. Um, in the MLB Home Run Derby, they'll give you an extra amount of time with the way they do it now if you hit a home run past a certain number of feet. Here's my idea I want to throw by you. Why are we rewarding the number of home runs? Why don't we, we reward the longest home runs?
2: Oh, I see where you're going with this.
3: So, like, because if, if you're going to give quality, a guy. Quality, not yes, quality. Like, if yeah. you're, you're going to give a guy. remember years ago, I think it was Justin Morneau won the home run derby because he had more home runs than uh, Josh Hamilton at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. But the reality is Josh Hamilton stole the show. He hit them the farthest. He put on the best show. And it's almost like we're rewarding the guy. If somebody goes out there and hits 20 wall scrapers uh, and that go 375 feet and another guy hits 10 home runs that go an average of 480 feet, the other guy with the more home runs gets the win. If it's yeah. supposed to be an event, why don't we reward the distance and not so much the quantity?
2: It's a good point. I think the, right. the hard part about all this right. is he
3: likes it, man. Yeah, no,
2: yes. I don't. I don't know that I like it. Um, yes. The hard the hard thing about it is if you hit it down the left field or right field line, it. it's it's going to be a shorter home run. Um, so you know, how, how do you go yes. about factoring that in versus like center, you know, left, right, center, and all that? Well, I mean, it's 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 kind of tough to kind of figure out how you're going to factor all that in.
3: I also think you need to put props up in the outfield that break.
2: Now that would make it much more exciting yes.
3: yeah i think that's what needs to be done yeah. and you surprise somebody with a prop like they're in dc um whose face if it popped up in the outfield oh, do George, you think this i'm is just saying easy. i'm saying this is too easy I, I i'm saying like the, the usual suspects
2: I'll, I'll put it that way okay the yeah. usual like suspects.
3: like if that happened you know i mean come on it would it would it would create quite the stir and i think more people would watch just Sasha an idea Cohen. yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> by the way he's on it he is on a war path recently good god that guy um, all right, so Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, it's the most popular segment on radio every single Sunday night. If you don't know why, stick around. You'll find out why next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. We have got Headliner Lie coming up here in just a moment. It is Can't Miss Radio. Make sure you stick around for that. Before we get to that, we've got great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Right now, though, it's time. News. Turn on the
0: news. Is it a headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn.
3: Oh, yeah, baby. Every single week we play Headline or Lie where Brady and I team up with random individuals around the country to try and stump the other guy here. We'll explain the rules, but let's first meet our participants. Let's go all the way to Tennessee where AJ, on line number 566, is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. AJ, what's happening?
1: Nothing much. How are you guys? Uh, Good, just, AJ. What's yeah, up, man?
3: What's going on, man? What, what, what's what's the word? What's happening?
1: Dude, I'm just chilling at my brother's house here. I just got here. I've never been on a radio show before, so I waited so I could get on your guys' show.
3: Damn straight, baby. Nice. That's so done. All right.
2: Uh,
1: AJ,
3: have you had a little bit of fun today?
1: Uh, No, I've had zero fun today. I worked... At Domino's from 10 a.m. to 7
3: p.m. So I had no fun. Hey, best best pizza at Domino's is it the uh, Philly cheesesteak? Um, I wouldn't say that
1: the best food at Domino's is the uh, the alfredo bread bowl. That's what I get every Ooh, night. Interesting. Oh,
3: Sounds light yeah. on carbs. Um, oh yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> all right. There we go. All right, AJ, you can team up with Brady Quinn, superstar college football legend, or you can oh, team yeah. up with me.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna team up
3: with Brady. Of course you are. I appreciate it, AJ. <laughs> all right, so there we <laughs> go. Enjoy the LAJ. Let's go all the way to El Paso, where Ishmael is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Ishmael, what's happening?
5: Oh, man! I'm having a great day. I love you guys, show, and you know, I'm just looking forward to uh, win the damn game.
2: <sighs> Jesus yeah, Christ. let's do it, baby. <laughs> Come
5: on, man! Really. Absolutely, right. You know, my daughter refused Notre Dame, but, you know, I know you were a good player.
3: All right. Hey, uh, Ishmael, um, you got a glass of water nearby? Uh, yes, sir. All right, because I want to win this game, all right? Normally I would tell you to keep firing off on the, uh, the old uh, booze there, but I want to win this game. Are you ready to win this game there, Ishmael?
5: Yes, sir. We all right, are.
3: there we go. All right, so Ishmael in El Paso is my partner, and I am confident because of it. Hey, Brady's Ishmael, got you said
2: we are. All right, you can't have any help, okay? It's just you, buddy. Uh, maybe, Don't get any help from anyone else. AJ, same rules
3: for you apply. Maybe he needs it. Got it. All right, here all we right. go. Uh, all right, so guys, here's how this works. Uh, Brady and I have headlines here. They're either an actual headline or they're a lie. I'm going to read mine to Brady's partner. He's going to read his to my partner. You have to tell us whether or not it's a headline or a lie. If we end up tied at the end of this list, we've got a tiebreaker question for you here at the end. Sound easy enough?
5: Yes, yeah, <laughs> sir.
3: All right, so here we go. AJ, first up here, I'll start with you here. Headline or lie, a 69-year-old man arrested for DUI in Vero Beach says he was drinking while driving just at the stop signs, though?
1: Um, I'm going to say that's a real headline. Yeah,
2: that way, AJ. That is uh, that is correct. If it's Florida, baby, it's probably true. <laughs> All right, come on, Ishmael. All right, Ishmael, you ready? Yes, sir. Headline or lie? Police called to Saint Pascal's Catholic Church <laughs> after groom tries to flee wedding, claiming to have gotten cold feet. Bride assaulted him before he could leave the property.
5: That's a headline.
3: Come on, man. Come on.
2: That's foreshadowing something.
3: You got to bring my church into this, man? Jeez. <laughs> wow. By the way, he's not You're that Catholic? far off. Yeah, he's not that wow. far off. Wow. I had no idea. All right. Uh, Headliner lie. AJ, you ready? You've got a one point lead here. Headliner lie. AJ teaming up with Brady Quinn. A former Damn, first round draft pick in the NFL was pulled over by police in Florida on Saturday night after they overheard him mocking a California man's thumb ring on speakerphone. Uh, I'm going to say that's a lie. <laughs> it's not that much of a lie, though. <laughs> All right. I've got the
5: voicemail oh to prove God.
2: it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I'm sorry. I got I to collect myself a All little right. bit. All right. So does Ishmael. Ishmael. All right. You ready, Ishmael? Will you, yes, sir? All right. Headline or lie Man arrested for crawling under college library tables to sniff unsuspecting people's feet.
5: That's a headline.
0: All right. Yeah, well baby.
3: Yes. Well done. Yes. Here we go, Ishmael. All right. Back over to uh, A.J. Brady's partner here on Headliner Lie on Fox Sports Radio. A.J., Headliner Lie, following their loss in the World Cup final, a bar in Croatia said it would pay the tab of any drunk fan who needs their stomach pumped at the end of the night. <laughs>
1: I'm going to say that's a headline. Yes!
2: Yes! You've gone to the stomach-pumped headline one too many times. That's a new audience. It's a new
3: audience. Come on.
2: All right, Ishmael, you ready? Yes, sir. Man with no arms charged with stabbing a Chicago tourist.
5: (laughs) That's a lie.
3: Come on, Ishmael, man. Read the
2: words. No stuff, arms.
5: He weighs down on his feet. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Maybe
2: that's why, <what laughs> i mean, I, yeah. man, I don't know the exact definition of stabbing, but this guy didn't have
3: any arms, and he got charged with it. Yeah, how do you stab somebody wow. with no
5: arms? That's an interesting the question. Armpit, an armpit
3: stab? No, nah, I don't know, man. Like, think about it. You got no arms. It's like a buoy in a lake. How do you stab anybody? <laughs> think about that. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Uh, All right, headliner lie. Uh, Still holding on to a 2-1 lead is uh, Brady and AJ here. All right, so AJ, Brady Quinn's partner, headliner lie. All right. A football player at Dublin Kaufman High School was spotted in the mall at Tuttle Crossing recently wearing a T-shirt that read, quote, juice to the gills, come fight me. We'll beat your ass like the class of 2003.
5: That's got to be a
0: headline. (laughs) <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, man.
3: AJ, you may
2: have been working earlier, but you got to be drinking now, man. Come on.
3: Hey, Ishmael, come on, man. You're in this game. I've gone off speed a couple of times, and, and it's worked. Let's go, baby.
0: Yes, sir. Here
3: we go, Ishmael. Radio host charged with
2: trespassing, trying to see Stormy Daniels at Sirens <laughs> Nightclub in Columbus, Ohio.
5: That's a headline. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
3: Hey, Ishmael, um, listen, I know it's early in the game, but uh, the game is called Headline or Lie. You don't have to say headline every single effing time. You know what I mean? All right, here Who we go. You? I'm Poppy. All right, so uh, do you call me Poppy? <laughs> Jesus. I've never been called that before by a man. Yeah, a <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. what, I, what I tell you guys, Mayor this of Sonata right hot. here. You know this it. got really hot. Oh, man. Hold on a second here. I mean, oof. Why are okay. you sweating? I don't know. Why am I why am I blood? Why can't I stand up? Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, AJ, if you get this correct, the game's over. All right, that's all. You just all have right. to get it correct. So here we go. AJ, uh, to win the game for Brady and AJ here on Fox Sports Radio, headliner lie. A Florida man told police recently that he really enjoyed resisting arrest because it was like being on a TV show.
5: That's a lie. Unbelievable.
3: Oh. All, right, Ishmael. All right, Ishmael. This is a big
2: one. Last buddy. Chance. Here we go. Yes, sir. Man sues Liz Claiborne after breaking out with a rash from a clone called Mambo.
5: That's a headline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Leader. God.
3: Oh, yeah. Hey, Ishmael, I just. That get away, AJ. Hey, is- you Ishmael, did just man. enough, buddy. Ishmael, it's headline or lie, not headline or headline. Come on, man. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, oh. Ishmael. Ishmael, can you call me Poppy again?
5: Bobby, oh, Poppy. Yes. Oh, Dios
3: mio. Oh, Dios mio. Gracias, Poppy. Oh, my God. What uh, what clone do you wear, man? Uh, Mambo. That's what you I know? wear. Yep. $12.99 yeah. yeah. at Ross. No joke. <laughs> Seriously. No, no rashes Hey, lately, hey, huh? call me Poppy real quick. Hey, come on. Let's make it Never. three times. Come on, call Never. me Poppy. So, we have got a deadline fast approaching in the NFL. And if a move is made, it could signal the end of an era for one franchise. All right. We'll explain that coming up here in just a couple of minutes. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can find the show on the iHeartRadio app. And every single week, we do it live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're 15 minutes, could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote, my man, Brady Quinn, what the hell's happening, babe? Not much, man. Just uh,
2: mop the floor with you once again at Headline or Lie. So that always feels good. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm getting a little bit numb to it because it happens every single week. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure how how you're dealing with that. (laughs) Yeah. Just you're a... It's <laughs> a good person, yeah, no yeah. doubt about
3: Outside it. Outside
2: of that, you know, just talk a little, talk a little football franchise tag deadlines yeah. coming up. Kind of a big decision for a few teams out there, a few players out there.
3: Now, which is the franchise? So, Le, uh, Le'veon Bell is the one that's got the most impact. Exclusive, okay, yeah. and it's got the most impact, I would think, maybe on that team. Like, is that that fair to say? As far um, as like the biggest of all the 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 guys that can sign a deal. Um, who would accept a franchise tag offer? Le'Veon Bell would be the biggest name, correct? Yeah, he, okay. he's
2: definitely the biggest name as far as uh, this this off and and, it, and and the potential of signing like a longer term deal and all that. Yeah.
3: And now the deadline is four Eastern time to get this PM done. Four p.m. Eastern
2: okay. tomorrow, and then here, here's what happens. So people think that okay, um, so he doesn't sign a long term deal. My my player now just is going into training camp and all that, playing of the franchise tag. No, 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 no. They have to sign that franchise tag. So I'm not even – I have to go back and check to see what these players – but if they haven't signed it, they don't have to show up. They don't have to show up until they sign that franchise tag. So someone like Le'Veon Bell or maybe one of these defensive linemen I mentioned, Ziggy Ansah for Detroit, DeMarcus Lawrence for the Cowboys, if they hadn't signed their tag theoretically, they're not going to get fined. They're not playing under any sort of contractual agreement. So they could sit out pretty much all preseason and then the week before the season starts – Sign the franchise tag, go in and start practicing and get ready for week one of the regular season.
3: Hmm. Man, that's uh it, here's here's the part about it. Like if I'm Le'Veon Bell, it it's not I know it's a bummer if you don't get a long term deal done, but like if you're guaranteed twenty six mil in two years, it's not bad. I mean, as as a running back, I mean that's that that's a good, nice paycheck but does that change the way he's going to play this next season if he doesn't get the if he if he's saving up for next year and he wants to hit the market next year is that going to change the way he plays a la how's Odell Beckham going to play these next couple of years before he becomes a free agent well
2: I don't necessarily know that it's going to change anything he does I mean I think he knows if he doesn't get a long-term deal he's not just playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers he's actually probably playing for 31 other teams Right, And they've got a new offensive coordinator in Randy Fitner. So I I don't know if he's going to use him the same way Todd Haley did the past two years. I mean, like I said, 756 touches, man, over two years. It is by far and away uh, the most of of any player. And I would imagine that he's going to touch the ball probably another 350-plus times this season too. Whether that's Fitner style or not, I would think if you're Mike Tomlin, and you'd and you've got Le'Veon Bell another year playing him fourteen and a half million guaranteed bucks you, you know, use him and then you see how this year goes and uh depending on what he's thinking after that, but at that point in time, he's he's gonna be hitting the free agency market. I mean, think about that. He's gonna be hitting the free agency market with potentially over a thousand touches over the last three years. I don't care if he's that, you know, far under thirty. I think he'd be two years away from you know, getting to thirty. That's a lot of wear and tear for any running back.
3: Okay, th- let me ask you this. How much longer, because there's a, a deeper discussion into this, but how much longer do you realistically see Ben Roethlisberger playing in Pittsburgh?
2: That's such a tough question because I, I think if he plays anywhere, it's in Pittsburgh. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if he went anywhere else. Like I don't think he's one of those guys who would you know, all of a sudden put himself in the position where he said, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to fetch the biggest deal possible and force my way into free agency. I don't think he's ever going to do that. You know, contractually right now, he's under contract through 2019. He'd become a free agent in 2020, which, you know, he'd be 38 years old in 2020. So, I mean, he could probably play till his 40. It's, it sounds like as soon as Todd Haley left, remember when he was talking about retiring yeah. how he has to reevaluate things? As soon as Todd Haley left, he was like, I feel great. I could play forever. I mean, that, that was the difference in his opinion just in that – one change and then elevating his quarterback coach to make him the offensive coordinator. So we'll see
3: if, if they get a feeling that Roethlisberger isn't going to be around that long, as far as, you know, an extended period of time from now, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that, that motivate them more to get a deal done with Le'Veon Bell so that if you did bring another quarterback in or somebody else into that situation, you've got pieces already around him. So I just wonder if the Steelers are looking at this thinking, okay, what does the future look like? And can we get away with not paying what we would have to pay to Le'Veon Bell as long as we've got other pieces there? The O-line's there. Antonio Brown's there. You've got your quarterback. But I wonder how much of the thought going into that is how much longer is Roethlisberger going to be here?
2: That might be part of the thought process, but I don't think it's about that as much. I mean, honestly, I think we have this perception on the outside because we are enamored with stars in the league and we fall in love with them. But with teams, it's it's not quite like that. I mean, honestly, they look at players and they're like, ah, he's got a lot of wear and tear, he's got some injuries, he's dealing with this and that. And and they look at the next guy, and, and maybe that's James Conner, right? Their third-round pick. Great story out of Pitt University. Yeah. So hometown kid, battled back um, from, from having cancer. And... You know, you know, they look at him as saying, "Look, he could do about all the right same stuff." I mean, honestly, like like that's how they look at players in the league. And they drafted a kid in Jalen Samuels who can also carry the football, uh, catches the football well out of the backfield. I mean, to be honest, they're already preparing for life without Le'Veon Bell. They just haven't drafted a guy in the first round and moved on from him. And you know, maybe they will uh, next season. I'm not necessarily sure they'll be. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the NFL, so they're not going to be in the bottom half of the the first round picking. Um, so that's part of the issue is is who's going to be available to them at the, at the end of the first round. But outside of that, man, like I just I don't think they value him as much as maybe people on the outside, you know, value star players in particular, a guy like a running back.
3: Well, I just I feel like if they haven't already gotten a deal done. They're not going to, and I know you thought that they were probably going to, you know, beat the deadline and get something long term done before the yeah, four p.m. Time. Eastern time cutoff. But why is it going down to the wire like this? It is always it, does. Okay, but but take us. So what are, what are these conversations like? To where you've been talking? How long have they been talking for? And why is it taking this long? Okay,
1: a
2: couple misconceptions. So they've been talking for a while, but they haven't been keeping in constant contact. There's dead periods. There's times when you go through these negotiations where, you know, they don't answer your call. Your agent doesn't answer their call. There's all sorts of this back-and-forth negotiation tactics that each tries to use. And, you know, sometimes they'll send over an offer that, you know, is a low-ball offer just to try to see how you'll handle it, and how you're counter. Sometimes, you know, your agent, you know, he's, he's got to tell you what the offer is, which then infuri- infuriates you and makes, you know, the relationship even tougher and, you know, he might not counter back with anything at all. He might not respond back at all. Or he might respond back with some sort of ridiculous ask for, you know, $20 million a year instead of the fourteen five million he's going to make this year. Th- those, those sorts of things happen, man. I mean, it's, it's people dealing with people. It gets personal. And that's the hardest part is for Le'Veon Bell, if they couldn't work out a long-term deal, I always say, like, after two years being franchise tagged, it's over. Because there is a bridge that has been burnt in those negotiations. Like, the player must not want to be there oh, any yeah. longer. Because I'm sure that the team has given them their last best effort at trying to keep them.
3: I mean, look, the the Redskins basically took shots at Kirk Cousins after he left. I mean, yeah. they, they they went out publicly and took shots at him when he left. And, and the whole getting personal thing, I think that's maybe sort of overlooked a little bit by a lot of people. I remember Derek Jeter was – you know, trying to get a contract done with the Yankees, and he was never going to go and play anywhere else. But no. he legitimately had his feelings hurt because they were having conversations, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, I thought you felt this way about me, but apparently not because of this. Um, I remember talking uh, with somebody I know who's got a sibling who plays Major League Baseball and pretty good player, and that player was approaching arbitration and wanted to bring his wife into the arbitration meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and I I remember I saw my friend I'm like yeah I don't know if that's no. I don't know if she wants to hear those things like, cuz uh, what arbitration is basically them telling you why you're not worth what it is that you want like, yeah. like, basically, it's like uh, like the part in, um, is it Casino, where he has all the women stand on the scale and they have to weigh a certain amount or else they get kicked out? Like, that's what arbitration is. Like, they're telling you why they don't think you are worth whatever it is you were getting paid. And I think people sort of overlook the getting personal aspect to these contract negotiations because, yeah, if you're Le'Veon Bell and two years in a row you gave them a number and they told you you weren't worth that number, I don't know how you go back a third time.
2: And, and, and by the way, here's what the there's coming down in the negotiations at this point, All right? There's like a
3: few sticking
2: points, and it's probably each side. It's probably you know, guaranteed money at signing. Uh, it's probably looking at, you know what the total value of the contract is because, you know, every agent wants to kind of get that number up. so they look good. It's a fluff number. Most players never get to obtain whatever that number is, regardless of who it is. Uh, because the deal, if they're good enough, the deal gets done before they can ever reach that uh, last number, um, and restructured. So it's, it's always funny when people kind of tout all oh, the total value of the contract. I'm like, oh, it's, it, it's stupid, but they're probably going to be talking about total guarantees at signing, you know, total guaranteed throughout the course of the contract and how all that money's written in. And then they're looking at like a signing bonus, you know, does he get it up front? How much is deferred to later years? How did they go about structuring that contract? Um, those are all the things that they're going to have conversations about. Because, you know, really, if you look at the offensive side of the ball, you know, they're pretty well set uh, for the Steelers. I mean, like I said, maybe Ben you're looking at extending a little bit, so you'd want to save some money for him. But outside of that, you know, their defense is relatively young. You're looking at probably some defensive players that you're going to have to make decisions on, you know, moving forward here pretty soon. But, you know, that's where, when it comes down to Le'Veon Bell, what he's looking at uh, it's it's going to be only a few things at this point in the negotiation. And one of the signs is, is going to concede or bend if they really want this to work before 4 p.m. tomorrow.
3: Are you ready to play a little game? Of course. I just thought of a game. You ready to play yeah. this game? Yeah. All right, we are it. going to put Brady Quinn on the spot. Here we go. Brady Quinn is on the spot. So you believe that a deal is going to get done for Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Brady Quinn, it's time to play. Guess the details of the contract on Monday starring Brady Quinn. So, Brady Quinn, go ahead. Take a guess the details of the contract that will be signed if it does get signed by Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up tomorrow on Monday. Go ahead. Give it a guess. Let's see how close you get. Gosh, okay.
2: I'm going to say a three-year contract, $26 million guaranteed, the overall value of the contract
3: will be $40 million. So, okay, so three years, $40 million, 26 of it guaranteed. Yep. So that would put him at what, uh, $13 million a year? thirteen three dollars a year? Yeah. I mean, if you look, broke it again, down that way?
2: Yeah, you could break and That's how most people will break it down that way. That's how people will talk about breaking it down. Uh, but like I said, the biggest the biggest deal in this case is the guaranteed. The guarantee at signing. And what they're essentially saying to him is, Look, we're not gonna pay you the fourteen point five, but we're willing to give you more than what we offered last year when we offered you twelve million a year, and we offered you supposedly two years guaranteed. So now we've upped the price. We're giving you twenty six million uh guaranteed at signing, and then forty million overall the lifetime of the deal. Wow. So that's that's Look how I that. see this happening, if it happens. Now Do I think it'll get done? Honestly, I'm like 51% thinking it will get done. 49%, I don't think it will. I think it'll put under the franchise
3: tag. But if you get this on, so so you heard it here first, folks. If the deal gets done, uh, Jesus, Bobo, just yelled in my ear, break. I know know it's break time. I'm going to have to do the rest of the show like Van Gogh. Good God, man. (sighs) <sighs> my bad for doing my job. Um. All right. So we will break oh, here in, wow. in a moment. But just just it. just for the record, just don't for be the, that guy, Bobo. Just for the record. Too late. Oh yeah. Don't worry. We've seen the gym videos. Yeah, he is that guy. Unfortunately, he is that guy. We, we're going to talk about that later at some point. That is disgusting behavior in the gym by Bobo. Uh, but all right, you heard it here first. Brady Quinn says if a deal get done, it gets done. Three years. $40 million in total, but $26 million guaranteed the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. I like it, man. You know, I actually think, well, you know what I think the contract's going to be? What's that? Three years, $26 million guaranteed. Do you think that? Yeah, I wow. do. All right, we're on the right. same page. And I That's think funny. it's going to be in between 39 and $41 million, the total value of the contract. Okay. Yeah. All, right,
2: there it is. All,
3: right. all right. Now, is there a chance that if that is the case, you're going to steal and you're going to put on your overnight show? Hey, <laughs> look, a uh, new audience. Uh, they're not listening oh, to this okay. one. They got no yeah. idea what's it's. A, it's right. a giant magic trick. I told you. Uh, <laughs> all right, Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next. So there is a a a major story in the world of sports, and it actually ties into one of the biggest stories in recent sports history. Find out how that is next year on FSR. Mm. It's a Soundgarden, <laughs> Jonas I, Knox. <laughs> I love how you
2: could tell when you go back and and tell them what song to play, and then when just Bobo chooses on his own. Very oh, distinct, no, I, a
3: huge contrast just between like, the two of you. I thought this was grunge grunge music from the uh, Seattle era.
1: You want to know the funny thing about that statement, Brady? Oh, here we go. No, real talk. This is a, this is one hundred percent honest. <laughs> Jonas has never once given me a song to play. No, I don't do that. You randomly play Chevelle. I like Chevelle. Just, yeah, okay, let's a, okay.
3: Let's let's call it what it is. Bobo has got a board of music. He's got three white musical artists on that board.
1: Oh, no, I got a lot.
3: Sh- no, you got Chevelle, <laughs> Shine okay. Down, and and uh, Lincoln
1: Park, and, Le- and that's it. I got Queen. I got Corn. Uh, who else am I going Queen. with? I got Fallout Boy. I got <laughs> what Queen. I like Queen. What. <sighs> Not
2: against that, it's just it's kind of random. Like it's a I like throwback Queen? compared to everything. I like else.
1: Metallica, Aerosmith. Should I keep going? No, no. no, no. We, Let's uh, just move on. Yeah, we've heard. I it mean, now. Jonas' ringtone is Britney Spears, but he don't get judged for that. Oh, wow, listen, man, Womanizer by
3: Britney Spears and Circus. Oof. It was the, both were very good songs oh, and very good music
1: videos. Yeah. Remember those were hot? Oh, oh god! I love how the fact that I like rock music, it goes, uh, uh, and then he goes, "I like Britney Spears." Oh my god, she's amazing! Dude, it's Britney, man. Come yeah. on. No, like you're, saying deal when we were young. you're saying back, it wrong. You're saying baby. Is Brittany? Wait, we can say that. No, no I'm not going to say. No, that. no, we can't. We, I we can't, can't say bo- that, Bobo. Nope,
3: bo- yeah. not dumping myself today. Nope, not happening. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait until, are, are wait, gonna or, wait wait until wait, Yeah, wait until the show before us. Follow <laughs> 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 inside radio humor that nobody gets. Uh, so that's always good for the audience. Uh, all right, Jonas Knox, Brady, <laughs> Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio <laughs> from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Brady Quinn. Uh, tell me how LaShawn McCoy's situation, which is a very, very disturbing one, if this is all true. Uh, we do not know anything. We don't know if it's true. But the LaShawn McCoy situation accused of um, uh, beating his ex, uh, uh, hiring someone to break into the house, uh, that he may have been involved in that, to steal some jewelry back, uh, uh, beating his dog so bad that it had kidney issues. Um uh, the way he reprimanded his child—very nasty stuff—that came out this week. You are you are saying that that is kind of like another well-documented issue that the NFL had just a couple of years ago. Explain. So as of right now,
2: uh, LaShawn McCoy, and this is based on the attorney of of um, the victim in this case, the alleged victim of uh, the assault, which again. It's not; they're not accusing him of doing it. They know that he wasn't even in the state when this occurred. What they're saying there's the potential of, is that he orchestrated this whole thing, right? He coerced someone else into doing this, and and then they went in to specifically uh, threaten her, beat her up, um, assault her, and then try to take back some jewelry that he had specifically asked for in the past. Jeez. So, um, that is what there's the potential of being an allegation Now that allegation has not been brought forth yet. um, But they would like to be able to go through some due diligence and, and check out some phone records and kind of see, see what's out there. See if they can open up Pandora's box. And it got me thinking because we all know there's going to be a legal investigation and there's going to be a a legal due process. That's going to take place. Right. Mm -hmm. Then there's this other investigation that takes place. Old Raji Goodell. The old NFL is yeah, going to look into this rog. matter as well. Raj is going to bring his uh, his cronies. His uh, his group is going to come along. They're going to investigate. They're probably hire some sort of outside counsel to run this investigation. Waste millions of dollars. I shouldn't say waste. They're going to invest millions of dollars uh, with one of his cronies to investigate this whole entire deal. And guess what they're going to ask LeSean McCoy for? His cell phone. So if you recall, one of the... the Biggest, I guess, investigations we've seen in NFL history since Roger Goodell has <laughs> taken over. There was a big controversy about someone else's cell phone that got destroyed uh, during the, during the process of the investigation and wasn't able to be turned over to the NFL to be able to sort through and look through probably pictures of this this particular player's uh, wife because she happens to be a supermodel. Uh, but yeah, that'd be yes, to DeflateGate, um, which became all of a sudden that that piece of evidence, if you will that would have been able to provide information to the communication that Tom Brady might have had with his equipment managers and all that. Because that piece of evidence was destroyed and they couldn't look through it, they thought that immediately made him look guilty. And so in this case, uh, someone's probably going to look to – or is going to try to look through Lashawn McCoy's cell phone, attempt to – I don't know if he's going to destroy it or how that's going to work out, but that is the one common denominator between these two incidents and how moving forward – um, I think you know how they're going to try to proceed in finding information about whether or not LaShawn McCoy was connected to this. It's going to be via his cell phone and his communication with some of the other people that he knows and everyone else that was potentially involved in this assault. Everybody
3: has got a friend or somebody they're close with who you would be concerned if you look through their cell phone because you don't know what's in there. You just, you just not that it's all bad, but just I'd be concerned. I don't want to look through anyone's cell. Phones. Yeah, I know it it, it's, it's it's not not my thing, but uh, but you know some people are into that. That's that that's what they do, and that's hey, go your prerogative. That's fine. Uh, go do what you got to do. But no,
2: no, no. I'm l- just saying, like frivolously, like now I know what you're getting at, yeah, right? Like
3: I, everyone's had that girlfriend, well, that,
2: like or wife or whoever, that but, looks at their cell phone l- for something specific.
3: But you've got every you know, like you're probably thinking of a friend of yours, a close friend of yours, right now going man. If anybody saw what's inside that guy's phone, whew, unbelievable. <laughs> I, I know I've got one. I'm pretty sure he's listening to the show right now because I just got a text from him. Uh, so you know who you are. Um, David Anderson? Uh, no, not David Anderson. <laughs> come on, I'm leave just, the guy alone. He's taking out with I'm his just, chin, I'm just right trying now. to get him to come back on the show. Uh, he won't. Uh, he won't do it um, because he's probably drunk. Um, would you ask him to give a live birth if,
2: if, if he'd allow us to listen in the operating room?
3: Listen, I don't think that's an unreasonable demand. You I mean, the same thing of me. Yeah, what's wrong with that? What's wrong? It's weird. Hey, it's just the whole thing's weird. Hey, do you want to just be another run-of-the-mill radio show on a Sunday night? Or do you want to intrusive.
2: It's an invasion of privacy. Fine. You don't know how the whole thing's yeah, going to go. Yeah,
3: but it's not a television show. It's radio. So all you would need to do is provide play-by-play, keep it clean. You do it next to Joe Davis every football season. I don't think it's unreasonable to ask you the next time Alicia gives birth to, to update us on what's happening inside the operating room or whatever I'll think it's about
2: called. it. I'll, I'll think about it for our third child. If we're so lucky, Okay. I'll think about it.
3: All right. Um, but back uh, on to the uh, matter at hand, LaShawn McCoy uh, seems like a guy who you could probably find some stuff in that phone. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't he trying to have a party? Didn't he hand out flyers for a party at his house um, a couple of years ago? I, I remember this being a big issue. Like if you look up Lashawn McCoy party flyers, and it was, I, it was very. I remember it being like um, pretty graphic. V- yeah, very graphic on on some of the some of the requests and things like that. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Lashawn McCoy party poster. Um, yeah, it's a it's. A, I'm sorry, it's a what? A club party. Uh, yeah, females only. He said he is hosting a females only party in Philadelphia a while back. So what do you think that's like? So here's yeah. here are the it requirements. Says private event
2: celebration, yeah. private location, yeah. females only.
3: Yeah, here's here is um here's is here's there. how it says, okay. To RSVP for LaShawn McCoy's private event in Philly. All right, this is not recent, this is a couple of years ago. It says number one, please submit full name. Twenty one and over is a must. IDs will be checked for admission. Number two, please submit one picture and provide social media information, i.e. Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Number three, upon entry, patrons will be asked for IDs and to sign confidentiality agreements. Uh, number four, there are no plus ones. Every, everyone must individually RSPV, RSVP to the event. And number five, upon confirmation email, you will receive pickup slash drop-off location and attire. That seems like a guy who's got some things in his phone that maybe we don't want to see. You know what I mean? That's a guy who's very creative. Yeah, or, or he's got an things.
2: attorney who's a ab- best friend that's trying to like, protect him from every possible legal angle and all this stuff. But yeah, it, it sounds a little bit off. It yeah. sounds a little shady. Yeah. I so mean, if, if you don't have anything to hide, typically you don't need to
3: hide, right? You don't need to be that you know private necessarily. But what that is, being said. Didn't, didn't, I, didn't Tom Brady say he destroys his phone every six months? Like that was his reason right. that, he de- well, that he
2: destroys it. I got to be honest with you. So I had a, I had an older iPhone. I it was I was due for an upgrade, but I'm like, I'm kind of a suspect about the whole upgrade. I just I don't even know that the like the iPhone 10 I don't think is that great. And I I think I ended up getting the iPhone eight. But what happened was, I was I was actually sitting at the spring meetings for college football, and my phone just died. Now when your wife's pregnant and you're 2,000 miles away, not Oof. a good thing. Yeah. Not a good thing, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, then I'm trying to, like, communicate through my my computer, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, well, th- now I've got this phone, and like, I, I've been meaning to, like, trade it in or send it back or whatever and figure out what was wrong with it. Um, but I, I can't get it to turn back on. It just it went dead. And so now I'm scared. I'm like, I don't want to send it in and have someone, like, prying through my old phone if there's yeah. all this old information before I can, like, wipe it clean. So I gotta be honest with you, like if I don't send it back in if I can't figure out how to turn it back on and erase it, I'll probably destroy it. Yeah. I am like, I, am I guilty now of doing that? Um am I, like, do I look guilty for yeah, destroying a phone?
3: Well, I mean yes I can see no. why he'd yes want to do no. it. I mean there's look,
2: bank information on there. Yeah. You know?
3: I, I get it. I mean, that's why I have a file saved on my phone, um, what Draymond Green would send. And then I just leave it alone. <laughs> Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, a champion was crowned. A champion. A champion was crowned, but it's not the champion you think it is. We'll tell you who that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But for all the latest, you
4: say hello to our dear friend, Stephen DeSager. <laughs> Good evening again, gents. So formal. The World Cup is over. The final to France, 4-2 to two over Croatia. Even though it was Croatia... A 6-0 team heading into today in this tournament. Croatia had 61% of the possession in this game, outshot France 15-8, but France scored four times and won. Earlier in this tournament, France, when they beat Argentina, France had committed 21 fouls in that game, had no corner kicks. They wound up scoring four goals and won that one. Kylian Mbappe had back-to-back goals in the second half of that game. The 19-year-old scored in the 65th minute of this one. He's so young he wasn't even born when France won its other World Cup title when it hosted the 1998 tournament. The country of France will be hosting the Women's World Cup next summer, also on Fox TV. Novak Djokovic took the Wimbledon final, his fourth career title there, his 13th major. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Major League Baseball's on All-Star break now. The Dodgers beat the Angels 5-3 today. Oakland a 6-2 winner at San Francisco. Colorado won its fifth straight game, 4-3 over Seattle on a walk-off homer by all-star Trevor Story, his 20th of the year. The Cubs won again at San Diego, 7-4 John Lester with the win. The Cubs are first place in the NL Central, two and a half games up on the slumping Brewers who've lost six in a row, lost in the 10th inning, giving up a two-run double in the rain at Pittsburgh, 7-6 Pirates the final. Minnesota won in 10 innings, 11-7 over Tampa Bay. And, guys, this weekend was the Celebrity Golf Tournament, the annual event in Lake Tahoe. Any guess on who won? What celebrity finished first place at this tournament uh, today?
3: It's Jonas's favorite NFL, oh, NFL analyst. Can, can, right? I, can I take a guess at this?
4: Mm-hmm. Former NFL quarterback? Correct. Billy Joe Hobart. <laughs> did I get it? No, although Trent Dilford did finish tie for fifth, by the way, in that Ooh, category. Trent could play some golf. He's good. Uh, Tony Romo moved up to All first right. place today, winning yeah. the event, edging the guy who'd won it the last three years, former pitcher Mark Mulder, and any guess on who finished dead last out of about 90 golfers this Charles weekend? Charles Barkley. Absolutely that's, that's a, you know. Charles Barkley, although <laughs> <laughs> it was close with the retired DeMarcus Ware. They each shot 104 yesterday. They each Ooh. shot 105 today but barkley was a little worse in the first round and that they do use a point system and not par it still looks bad either way charles barkley was 91st out of 91 golfers
3: brady could you beat charles barkley
2: easily in golf okay easily could it you, wouldn't even be close now
3: could you beat tony romo if he spotted you 10 holes could you beat him
2: if he will send strokes, 10 strokes. It a match play oh, or what? Whole strokes. Um, Who cares? I, I, don't, I don't know what his handicap is. I don't know what he shot. Here, here's what I do know. He didn't accept the money from the tournament because he wanted to keep his amateur status. If he accepted it, he would have had to become pro. And I think that limits his ability to enter certain events,
3: Oh,
2: which, you know, to me, I'm like, dude, come on. I mean, I, I get that to some degree. Obviously, he wants to still be able to play competitive golf at an amateur level, um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of torn, like, that whole gesture. Because if he did accept it, he could always just, you know, try to donate it or at least direct it to some sort of, like, nice charity or
3: something. Yeah, but why take the money when you just get paid a grip load of cash every NFL season to interrupt Jim Nance a bunch of times? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are we on the air? Oh, my God. Unbelievable I had no idea. That is just crazy what has happened here. By the way, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Jonas Jonas Stucks, that's right, Poppy. You bet your you bet you you know what you that's call a me drop Poppy. Now? Oh yeah. She yes, pulled that. That's amazing. Oh man, Absolutely. I pulled
5: like six from that guy, man. He oh. was- that's a headline.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Every single week, we have been doing this for like the last month, I believe. It was an idea that Eric Roberts, our executive producer, thought of. Um, and uh, and listen, it's it's great that uh, that Eric Roberts actually is putting that kind of time into the show. Usually, he's on Bumble, and it's it's just a little uncomfortable. To, oh my God, I didn't know she was in studio. Sorry, man. Um, so it, the uh, the game and the show has really developed a fondness for the World Cup. So it's time for a little something as we crown a champion here
0: in something we call this.
3: Gracias, Papi.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's World Cup Survivor.
3: Oh, yeah. It was down to the wire. There were only two remaining. Eric Roberts. How did it turn out? There were three of us. Actually, all four of us were involved. Uh, b- uh, four of us by Brady and Bobo were teamed, uh, teamed together. Yes. Uh, yes. So team tripod. So yeah. Uh, yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah tripod. He was talking about Bobo, right? Yeah. I mean,
3: the uh, so the human pogo sticks were uh, were teamed together uh, to go against Steve, uh, who had a, a pick, Eric Roberts, and myself. How'd it go down?
5: Yeah. So so coming into this week, we had uh, we all basically picked a, a team out of the final four teams to win it all. Uh, we had uh, France and Belgium. That was a Steve DeSager, or no, it was a Bobo uh, Brady ah, Quinn versus. We had Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, that was a. Yeah. It was France, yeah. Belgium, we lost was again. a Bobo Brady Quinn by the fact that we wanted to let them have some fun versus Jonas in the first semifinal. Jonas's France won 1 0. And sure. Croatia versus England. My Croatia team beat Steve DeSager's England team. Setting up a France versus Croatia, Eric versus Jonas final. And as you know it, today France won. So Jonas Knox is the victor of the Survivor Pool. The world viva la France. Not very few not very many wins for Jonas on the show, but he he won the (laughs) one that matters most. Can,
2: Can I point out this? You jumped on De Sager for jumping in front of you, you felt like last week. And taking England, so you should really thank Steve. Diversionary for... tactic. I'm Actually, saying... the
4: only reason I could take England because we couldn't repeat our oh, picks. Yeah, you, yeah, I had already repeat. taken France and Belgium and Croatia, and they had all yeah, won. So on, the just rules. I just blame the man why I didn't win this thing. Yeah, there you go. That's there, that, that's there. always the move.
3: Oh man, this is <laughs> listen. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank um, I'd like to thank my friends. Um, I want to thank my family. There's a good friend song. Um, I want to thank all the people that helped me get to this point, most notably myself, Um, just for knowing soccer, knowing the game, understanding how the pool worked, and really being strategic and making my choices. Um, I want to thank you guys for being involved in this, because without you, I wouldn't have won. (laughs) So so that's been really, uh, really wonderful to be a part of as well, too. Um, And last but not least, last but not least... I want, I, I want to thank. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, and if I had him, I would. I, I want to. Uh, I want. I want to thank um, thank France for uh, dominating in that game on Sunday. It was uh, from uh, whistle to whistle or whatever they call it in soccer. It was total domination by France. Hmm? Uh, It was a beating. Uh, There were no questionable calls. France got it done. (laughs) And they did it for me. And I just feel honored to be a part of it all together. And I think I deserve some sort of a ring or something from France. You just need
2: to be thankful.
4: That's good enough. That one week where you picked Poland and they lost twice in one week, but it only counted as one loss against you. That's why you won the thing. Well,
3: look, uh, some of my picks were based on maybe relationships I had in the past. and uh, The Columbia pick? <laughs> well, that was a relationship I wanted to have in the past. <laughs> Bobo's <laughs> Australia
5: pick in week one, I think, was the most yeah. question. Yeah. 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 yeah,
3: yeah, Bobo made a pick. <laughs> this is Okay, this is how much we know about soccer. One of Bobo's picks was because he was talking to a woman from that country on a dating app. <laughs> that is a true, and <laughs> be a true story.
4: And then he was talking to an Italian woman the next week and was ready to pick
3: Italy. Yes,
1: and then but realized, they weren't in yeah. the tournament. This yeah, year. then he
3: realized, yeah, they're not in the tournament. So, hey, so there it is. It happens. Hey, so so you you address me in the proper manner, and you call me World Cup <laughs> World Cup Survivor Pool Jesus. I would like to be called or Poppy.
5: That's a headline. Yeah. Unbelievable. (laughs) All
2: right. Uh, Brady Quinn. What what do you actually get for winning? Did we figure this out?
1: Not a damn thing. Congratulations. Yeah, nothing. Here? Are you kidding? I'm bragging rights. Yeah.
3: There's nothing. What do you mean? Nothing. Come on. It's Sunday night, man. All the good stuff's taken. All right. So, we, we, yeah, we just take yeah. what we can get here. There's, okay. I see a, a wet wipe here. I'll take that.
5: Maybe some leftover popcorn from like Friday yeah. or something. Some, we'll whatever's see. left in the kitchen counter, you can have. Usually Finger it's just the clipings. leftover
4: smell yeah. of popcorn <laughs>
5: fingernail <down laughs> clippings.
3: <laughs> Got some scratch paper right here if you yeah. want. Um, all right. So, uh, so, Brady Quinn Jonas knocks here, Fox Sports Radio. Um, actually, let me correct myself. Uh, Brady Quinn and Poppy here on Fox Sports Radio as we uh, come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, we are going to get inside dirt, some inside information on a really, really big week in the NFL. Ooh, this is going to get good. That's next here on FSR. You know how to find me, homie. Eyes B's right here. Is LOLs. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we have got ourselves... Some inside stories, some behind-the-scenes access to a very, very big event that is coming up this week in sports. That'll be uh, coming up here in a moment. Uh, We have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Um, Shout-out to uh, Glendale, California. System of a down. Nice work. You big system of a down guy, Brady? Sure, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like it. Very convincing. A uh, big fan, Brady Quinn. Uh, no. By the way, uh, after we are done here, ten minutes from now, here on Fox Sports Radio, the great Chris Plank and the average Arnie Spanier will be on the air <laughs> here on FSR. So I'm make hoping sure, to see. Uh,
2: I'm so hoping to see Chris this week. I actually have to go to Dallas for the uh, Big Twelve Media Day. You know, he's a big Oklahoma fan. Yeah, so. good
3: good luck trying to get a couple of minutes right. from Chris Plank, man. That guy runs the Big Twelve. He may as well be a Big Twelve commissioner. Who was it? Was it uh, not Mike Slive? Who was the Big Twelve commissioner? Bob Bulsby. Yeah, that's who it was. Oh. Yeah. the guy. Was. The, the guy who uh, is he still a Big Twelve commissioner? Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Um, uh, I just I, I always found it funny that that for the longest time they were trying to fight a conference championship game. Like, yeah, why would we want that? You know, a couple of teams scoring uh, 90 points. Why would we want <laughs> Until that? Until they got
2: left out. And then now yeah. it's like I, I actually think they have probably the best case of any conference of saying they have their one true champion because they all play each other. Since that's only 10 teams that play yeah. around Robin. And then obviously the, they'll have to play a team twice. But to prove that that's their winner, that's that's the best way of proving it.
3: Um, Brady, it is a training camp season in the NFL. Oh, it's starting. It it's coming yep. up. Pretty Guess soon, what, buddy.
2: Thirteen teams this week by by Sunday next week. Thirteen teams will have their rookies in training camp first time. Right, getting those guys acquainted, and then uh, two teams will have their entire team in training camp. The Chicago Bears, Baltimore Ravens, they play in the Hall of Fame game, so obviously that's why they'll they'll be there early. But uh, yeah, man, first time for a lot of these guys, and uh, it'll be quite the experience.
3: Okay, now outside, we've talked about how. You uh, were worried that Joe Thomas was going to snore your rookie year. And as it turns out, you're the one who had a snoring issue. Uh, yeah, we've heard all yeah, about we're... those stories. What, what's the percentage of NFL players that actually enjoy going to training camp?
2: Oh, so few. Uh, so much anxiety for guys right now. Like this, this period of time. So after, after mini camp ends, you get six weeks off, okay? And typically, guys just will be sprinting from that, that field that day into the locker room to shower, change, and leave. And they will go directly to the airport, fly out from wherever their, their team is, uh, with the exception of probably like Miami, L.A., maybe New York. Um, and they'll most likely go to another destination uh, that same day, and they'll start vacationing. Some guys train, some guys vacation more, but they really can't ultimately relax because you have training camp looming over your head. And I, and I can tell you the first thing that you've got to do besides getting a physical and then making sure that you're healthy and all that. The next thing is passing a conditioning test. So everyone has anxiety about that for whatever reason. <laughs> Why are they that Which hard? It, no, but well th- like the 300 yard shuttle, it's not that hard, but it's not football training. And so when guys go train, they're training for, you know, short bursts of, you know, explosion and sprinting, that kind of thing over and over a 300 yard shuttle you're running 50 yard gasers back and forth for 300 yards. You take about two minutes off. You got to do it in like a minute or so, give or take, depending on your position group. And then you've got to do it again. And then some teams will make you do it a third time. So what happens is you get this lactic acid buildup where your legs feel oh, like yeah. bricks, and that's where like they guys start shaking. They uh, yeah, and maybe just getting tight. But but either way, that's the concern is not making the conditioning test because if you don't make that. You got to keep running it until you finally pass it, and and then you've got to you know stack up practice on top of all that. Yeah,
3: And if you don't make that, and Mike Shanahan's your coach in Washington, you'll just get fat shamed like Albert Haynesworth uh, <laughs> multiple days running, in a row. Right? <laughs> like yeah. literally, basically, just fat shamed him multiple days in a row. Put it on camera how out of shape Albert Haynesworth was. Like, come on, man, what is <laughs> but, that? But in all honesty, like, why does
2: he have to run three hundred yards? He'd be lucky to actually won that much.
3: In a game. <laughs> so, like, what is that? Like, like, what, what are, you, know. are you are you trying to 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 have the guy? run a marathon before he gets ready for the season. Some some teams
2: don't even do it anymore. They have, like, different ways, but that's the first thing that, like, guys will be a little
3: bit nervous about. You know the best part? The best part about you not being in the NFL anymore? What's that? One, that you can still do this show. Two, that you don't have training camp. And three, that you can call me Poppy. <laughs> That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW through. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.